Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site, and they are free. So, again, head on over to freetalklive.com. One of the major features of the site allows you, the listener, to influence the stuff that we will talk about on the radio. Uh, so head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy. There are a lot of different features there, and they're all for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their sites. Tonight, it is Ian. Adam. And Mark. Adam's here from libertyontour.com. The uh, t-shirt that I was wearing while I was arrested yesterday <laughs> uh, here in Keene, uh, beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. And I, I don't know to what extent this was discussed on the show last night because I wasn't here and I haven't had a chance to really sit down and, and listen to any of it yet. Um, so I don't know how much detail I'll go into. I'll just tell kind of my side that hasn't really, I don't think, in any way come out uh, as far as what I experienced being under arrest and going to jail uh, and all that. Of course, you're welcome to dial in toll-free and bring up anything, 800-259-9231. And Adam, you were there to uh, to see it all go down. Yeah, I was there from the beginning, from the start. Uh, what was your perspective from uh, from what was happening? Because I didn't really show up until the action started. I was down having uh, lunch at, uh, or dinner at uh, Social Sunday's weekly gathering at a local sports bar. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, basically when I got there, I was told there was uh, police in the square here in Keene. And uh, so I, I was about, I don't know, half a mile away and got down there. And when I got there, it was just a bunch of people uh, hanging out in the park. Some were tossing around a tennis ball. Some were uh, painting. And uh, others were enjoying beverages. So there was real no, no problems there until men in uh, uh, costumes and with badges on their chest showed up. Yeah, it's, so it's really kind of a normal Sunday afternoon in the park in Keene, New Hampshire. Absolutely, yeah. About a dozen people roaming around, just uh, enjoying the fresh air and sunshine. And at least one person, maybe more than that, had uh, been enjoying themselves an adult beverage in yeah. that very same park. Exactly. Now, there is some sort of city ordinance that uh, some strange people have written down on a piece of paper that says that uh, you shan't have these so-called open containers on public ways, which a public way is pretty much anything that... It's not just a road. It's also a building and parking lot and anything that they deem sure. to be public. Which kind of brings up an interesting question. Since they've claimed that the jail is a private place, is it okay to drink on the jail's parking lot? Since I don't know. The we, there was. I don't know about the jail, but I know we were drinking in the police station yesterday yeah. and on its property. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. Oh, I wish I could have been there for that. But the fact that it happened, I think, is is pretty incredible. So you're there. The cops show up. They they actually were called to deal with some guy who was, I guess, filling up water well, yeah, bottles. Yeah, that was prior to my arrival there. It's, uh, allegedly, some dude was there filling up water bottles, and the cops called Yeah, it's the that. local a-hole. He's this uh, really uh, obese guy that is uh, angry, and I, I think he's a former Marine or something like that, and he's he's crazy. So if you look at him the wrong way, then he'll you know, he'll try to start a fight with you. Luckily, right. you could just run away from him. He's not going to be able to catch you. Uh, but he he intimidates people downtown, and it's just very obnoxious. Well, I so, still didn't see much of the harm. I guess he was only like getting water from the fountain. So even uh, if this guy is an a hole, at most times it didn't seem to be much of a disturbance to anybody else at this time. Yeah, I mean, I, my town has a place where you can go and get water for free if you huh. want to do it. So I mean, I don't know about using the municipal water source. Well, it was actually from what I understood out of the fountain, the actual bubbler where you drink the water. Right? Isn't from. that? The, I mean, I isn't mean, that's that what the it's idea? Intention. It's a right. drinking fountain. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll get. 
I, I'll give it to you that they probably didn't have the expectation that someone would be filling up a 48-gallon tub with it. But if they want to stand there with their thumb on the button that long, I suppose, what, 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 what does anyone care? Sure. I mean, I don't know if how big of his container was he was filling up, but that's neither here nor there. After their attention with the guy in the jugs is when they noticed people were drinking beverages in the park. I'm probably sure they've realized that we have done this before, or people have. I, I would say. hope they realize it because I know they lay, you know, they read our blogs, they read our forums, and so they've certainly. I would imagine have seen the pictures, if not seen us physically out there holding beers. Exactly. One of the others has happened. Yeah. Them knowing. So so they came up. They, I guess, threatened the people initially when they were there to deal with the the, uh, the obnoxious guy earlier. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they didn't, they didn't make any arrests at that point. Then they came back. And according to what the police told me when I was arrested and, and we were having a conversation in the police booking area... Uh, about various different things, uh, but you know, being peace officers versus being law enforcement uh-huh. officers, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, what they had told me was, I was talking to them about, well, you could just use discretion. You guys don't have to go around and enforce these these bad laws. You can just use discretion if nobody's being harmed. And the co- one of the cops said to me, well, he did use discretion the first time that he was in the park. He didn't arrest anybody for it. And I said, well, I appreciate that. So what happened the second time? Why'd you come back? He said, well, a citizen called in to complain. And that was what was reported in the newspaper. Right. And that is always, that has frequently been their excuse for why they will mess with otherwise peaceful people. Because some local busybody knows what the rules are, the the government's rules. They know it's illegal to have alcohol in the park, and so they're going to call in to report you for it. And that is apparently what happened. Even though, as you can see in my quick video, which I'll, I'll repost over at uh, freaking.com, because somebody linked to it once, but it never was posted as like a featured video. It's just a, like a 14-minute long clip of the entire thing, like from when I arrived to when I got arrested. And actually a little while of me being in the cop car and just a black screen. Cause uh, the, you can hear some of the conversation yeah. with you guys. So, uh, so, so, yeah, in that video, uh, you, can, you can see that, uh, hmm, you know what, I forgot where I was going with that. You have to excuse well, me, I'm a little spacey. I've been up since like 5.30 and barely no, got that's okay. I, I'd like to touch on a point that you mentioned earlier is uh, on the police, but the, the thing is until they got there, I mean, I was there when nothing else was going on, and it's peaceful. There's people walking around, there's doing this, uh, n- no thing. And the citizen complaint is more, uh, like I asked them, the citizen's complaint is not, a, like they use that to like legitimize their actions of using force and coming yes. into the park, and because the one officer says to me, "I don't really want to arrest anybody for this, but somebody complained. It's right. to pass the buck, and it's ridiculous." It is. I agree, and that reminds me of what I was going to say. Is that okay? So they got one phone call from one so-called citizen, and they're using that as their excuse. Well, you can see in the quick video that at one point I say something to the effect of, and we've done this before, just because it's it, it's a great visual. Uh, when I say something to the effect of, all right, well, how many people here would like the officer to uh, not deliver his services and go go serve somewhere else? Something like that. And, of course, almost the entire crowd raises their hands except this one old lady that uh, if you if you go to freekeen.com and you look at the video that's yeah, been posted. Yeah, there's a cranky lady there. There's an angry lady who I it's believe applauding. is the person who called the police. She's I probably think, the one that was upset about it in the first place. Yeah, I think she called the cops and then hung around to watch what happened. Uh, but anyway, so pretty much the whole crowd raised their hands, and so so much for democracy, right? Or, exactly. Or whatever. I mean, I got a great shot of that too. I can't wait to put that video. Like up a, as well. Oh, you got your of, video of all the uh, other folks that what, are raising their hands. I know that you're going to probably be uploading that at the Free Keen channel. Yeah, hopefully right? later tonight. Hopefully it'll be oh. up by the time uh, folks get to the archives.
Well, uh, Nick Ryder was there, one of the bloggers at Freekeen.com, and he put up a nice yep. little three-and-a-half-minute kind of summary of all the arrests and did a great job I think there's about that. six to eight people there with cameras, uh, not counting cell phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, actual video cameras, and uh, that was real encouraging. Something else I wanted to touch on with um, these officers, um, instead of telling just the one person who calls that, hey, we were down there, uh, we witnessed some drinking beer, nobody's drunk, no one's you know, harming anybody else. No one's else. littering. No one's littering, they're keeping the place clean. Uh, we appreciate your concern and let us know if anything of that nature changes. Instead, they just run in and have to right. use their threats. Well, but then their excuse would be something to the effect of, well, if we don't do something, then they can accuse us of not doing anything. Also, um, there's the added fact that uh, apparently a gal had her shirt off. Which is oh, that's true. Uh, Heiko was and, that, and, and it's likely that's what caught uh, this lady's attention. Likely, well, eh. that it was mentioned in the story, and that's what the, yeah. the claim sure. was made in the newspaper. But, story. but actually, in the time, and you'll see in the videos, uh, especially mine, that's not their concern at all. Their only concern is the the alcohol. That's because they know for a fact that they can't do anything about her having her shirt off, sure. but they can bother them about the alcohol. So maybe it, it just skips speculation here. Like maybe they're hassling. Uh, the, the the crowd because I think the girl specul- took her shirt I off. I think it's pretty speculative. I think this old lady uh, did not want people drinking in the park. And but I people think the are drinking targeted- 50 feet away in the uh, you know in restaurants that surround it and even outdoor yeah, dining. Yeah, but it's breaking the law, Mark, and it's a nation of laws, etc., etc., etc. 1-800-259-9231. Picks up, pick up some of the story here in moments. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Mass arrests in Keene yesterday. More coming up. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there for free. Uh, so again, that's freetalklive.com. You can head over there and enjoy stuff like the bulletin board system. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. You'll see over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious stuff, fun times, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's a great new video up at uh, thinktwicenews.com. You can go check it out. I just uh, just watched it before the show, and it's, it's hilarious. It's on the, the SEC, and it's... Uh Using uh, Stefan Molyneux's voice, I guess he uh, did a little bit with them. So go check it out. It's a minute long. You'll really thank me for it. It's thinktwicenews.com. It's hilarious. All right, 800-259-9231 as uh, we continue here. I'm going to give you a little bit more information about what happened yesterday with mass arrests in Keene. Uh, five, like Something like eight arrests made yesterday. And One guy twice. That's right. <laughs> now, some of the arrests, like two or three of the arrests were just ticketing in that they issued a summons and then let them go. Uh, But other folks were actually taken into the police station, and some of those folks, including me, ended up going to jail uh, for the night. So the cops come back 
to the park where people are, are drinking based on a complaint from a citizen, so-called citizen. And then even though every, almost everyone in the park told the police, go away, we don't want you here, leave her alone, she's not hurting anybody, look, here are your constituents. Right. Or Ask here are your, use your discretion, etc. Yeah, here are the people that pay your salary telling you we don't want you here, go away. Of course, it didn't persuade them. They uh, continued with their aggression against this nice young lady who was just enjoying a little bit of nipple painting and a beer uh, in the park <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. And they threatened her and threatened her and threatened her. And she, by the way, who is a, a keen native. Yep. Uh, she's a keen native who has been activated by you guys, actually. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about activated, but uh, I would I say guess. she's been activated. I think that's the right term. I mean, you guys uh, went to where the, her place of business where yep. she works. You were hanging out there and you were taking care of uh, your 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 motorhome, Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle in that's the correct. parking lot. Just kind of parking there for a while. And so you kind of got to know Built her. a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Invited her out to the nightcap one evening, which is something Pete and I started up uh, or just had an idea of. I guess the people who attended started it. And, uh, yeah, so she just, you know, been involved, met a couple other peoples, you know, uh, right. from the area. And next thing you know, uh, next thing you know, she's a next thing you know, she is a radical in love with the idea of being freedom from what I, uh, being free from what I can tell. I and, agree. Uh, and is now putting her beliefs into action and, and living like a free person and all of this within like three weeks of her coming to the first nightcap, maybe yeah, a month, a month, month. Uh, so it's incre- it's been an incredible story, and it's people like just as an aside, it's people like Heika that are the real success stories of this uh, this movement of people here who are getting out and are living free, and they're uh, they're engaging in just nice peaceful activities in the park, like smoking a little cannabis or drinking some alcohol, and and of course cleaning up after themselves and being responsible about it. And we get a lot of heat, a lot of flack from some of the the, the you know the people that are more in the, into the politics thing, and they're they're accusing us of uh, you know alienating people and upsetting people. But I and I understand that's out there. I understand that anytime you you do something that's controversial, whether it's taking a stance on an issue, even in the political system, or doing some sort of civil disobedience, people are going to be upset by it. But I can't be who I'm not. And I'm going to be who I am because uh, I live by Harry Brown's silver rule, which you've heard of the golden rule before, I'm yes, sure, uh, that you do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Harry Brown's got a silver rule that uh, I like a lot, and that is that uh, you'll attract uh, people like you, basically. So if you, if you be yourself, then the people who are uh, like you, similar to you, will naturally be attracted to you. And so I'm not interested in attracting people who are going to Put on a suit and be somebody else other than themselves in order to impress some sort of politician. I want to attract people who are like me, who are willing to take the steps that are necessary to achieve a voluntary society uh, through things like civil disobedience and non-cooperation. So I, and the people that appreciate that approach, maybe not everybody that wants to do that exactly, but the people that have an appreciation for that approach to the, the freedom movement, I want to attract those people. No, I agree. And those people are the ones that we bring here that will help with like... Um uh, Heiko's situations that will, I mean, it, it's a tough thing to break the mentality of, of people being indoctrinated so much by the state. But oh, yeah. I mean, I, that, here's a perfect example. I guess it, it can be done to the extent where uh, people can understand that the problem doesn't start with us coming to bring beer into the park. The problem starts with beer not being allowed in a park. It's being stolen from everyone's money. If they really want to solve the problem of us drinking beer or smoking cannabis down there, what they need to do is sell the park. Uh, give that up to somebody. We also uh, respect yeah, property point. rights, and so um, I, I think that 
you know, when it comes down to it, that at some point or another, you need the sort of politicians to codify, um, at least in the world we live in today, to codify your ability, your freedom to do that. It seems silly to me that some parks you can drink beer in and some parks you can't. The reason that I, I guess they just it's, it's an aesthetic issue here in uh, Central Square. They don't want drunk people hanging out in the park as if oh, I don't think open- you can legally drink in any park anywhere. Um, what's the beach? What about the beach in Sarasota, Florida? I mean, here in in New Hampshire or well, Keene, New Hampshire. Th- then they've got some bad laws. I mean, how come you? Yeah. What are the terrible, terrible aspects of people drinking on the beach in Sarasota, Florida? I, I never think saw anything any. terrible about it. I right. Mean, that's clearly. the yeah. That's the thing is people have people go to the beach. They have some beer. They mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, it's in not that- Savannah. There's no open container law. Savannah, Georgia. You you can walk around downtown with an open container. It's right. No it's just and and here in in Keene, you can. You can drink beer on the sidewalk as long as it's at a table that's you know registered with the uh, city as being one of these sidewalk <laughs> dining yeah. tables. But yeah. you can't carry it from the restaurant to the table. A server <laughs> has to carry the alcohol across the sidewalk for it's you. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. Right. And and how far will they go with this? I mean, like this is a line that's in a park right now. They've already pushed the businesses that are like we just said going across the sidewalk. I mean, when would they do it? At the nightcap last night, Sam, who. Uh, was asking one officer, what if it was blankets in the park? Would you, you know, if they said no blankets in the park, would you come on here and take everybody's blankets too? And one officer was like, if it's the, if law, it's the law, yeah, I would, you know, and he'd be like, well, would you take a blanket for somebody's, you know, and they have all these textbook answers that just, you know, roll Just doing out. my job. Yep, exactly. Just doing my job. If you the, don't like it, change it. You know, that kind of thing. Right, and through, you're right. Through, through the system, though, and that's not the answer. Well, I mean, maybe it is. Eventually, if the system wants to, you know, stop wasting money and stop hurting people and so somehow the people within the system come to their senses someday and, and do those things, or if the political activists are successful and actually get in and, and make this an issue, how, how many political activists will do that, I don't know, remains to be seen. I hope yeah, they this, have success. I wouldn't say that this issue, by the way, I mean, you know, listening to this, I, I, I don't think that this is the hinge point. This is the pivot point of freedom. Well, it's a um, local issue. It's actually a key ordinance so it would have to be done by local keen bureaucrats good luck with that um like all you can do is uh, civil disobedience in keen you're not going to get anybody um elected on a local level it's a very defeatist uh viewpoint mark and i understand in the near future good luck well, good luck anywhere. I mean, it's not easy anywhere to get yeah, elected. Yeah, there's a your plenty of free staters uh, elected across the the state in um, you it's know pretty local tough and any time you know your first time out the gate. You've I got, think that just, I to, think just that to point out, Mark, you've got the, a free, this is you've where got the a liberty activist. the well aspect really comes into play. Just You're to point not, out, though, Mark, the civil got, disobedience people have made it a uh, made being a free state project member a pariah in Keene. Sorry, you're not going to get elected. Well, that's not true. I mean, clearly there are people in Keene that love what the the activists are doing, but they're not voting. And if they are, there's not enough of them voting. That's well, all. Well, most You've people got a bunch of stodgy right? old people that vote, yeah, and that's just the vote. aspect of voting. You know, while you trash on Keene, I'd like I'm to point out that you're... I'm not trashing on Keene. I'm giving like you a reality check. I'd like to point check. out that your town, uh, there was somebody that was affiliated with the Free State Project that ran, and they didn't win either. More coming up. They, 800 they were a heck of a lot 259-9231. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you.
Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in, toll free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. Adam. Emma. And join us online again. Freetalklive.com. Do you like your talk show, uh, your talk radio to yell bombastic slogans? Do you like to hear the words, hear words like bombastic used in a sentence? Can you order Lysander Spooner, Peter Kropotkin, Emma Goldman and Murray Rothbard by beard length. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Thinking Liberty is the show for you. Thinking Liberty, the audio broadcast that turns listeners into DHS certified extremists. Tune in live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern or pick up the podcast at thinkingliberty.net. So you can listen to the podcast or listen live. All right. We're talking about the crackdown uh, yesterday, and I guess we're doing it in more detail than I thought we might, but that's okay. Because <laughs> it's a good issue and people need to, you know, need to hear about it. They perhaps didn't hear yesterday's show. Uh, and again, I don't know what they talked about yesterday, but luckily they were able to you know, get in the studio and get things done without me here. And that's always nice when that can happen. So thanks to uh, Sam and Wayne and whoever else happened to be a part of the show last night. I'm not sure who was here. I was uh, drinking beer in the police station <laughs> waiting for you guys to get out. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we're talking about this crackdown that happened. Eight arrests uh, here in Keene yesterday. Some of them were, uh, were somewhat dramatic uh, with people standing in front of cop cars and behind cop cars uh, getting arrested. Uh, there was uh, some, you know, uh, civil disobedience was happening yesterday again in Keene, and there was a, a crackdown, all based on the complaint of one at this point anonymous person who was most likely on scene, who was most likely there because there was an ornery old lady who was there cheering the cops on as they arrested people. I'll testify. People. I'll testify. Well, I hope she gets her chance because uh, I have suggested that uh, Heike, the young lady that was arrested for having a beer in the park, call the uh, person who complained to the stand to testify. That way we get to find out who the snitch is and uh, put that snitch's face on video on YouTube. Sounds like a good plan to me, I, I guess. I think that uh, that's what snitches deserve, is to be uh, outed publicly. So hopefully we'll be able to accomplish that. Uh, anyway, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dan in Texas. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Adam, and Mark. Hey, guys. I just wanted to comment on the, uh, on the drinking in public. Sure. Uh, in the town, town I live in, our, uh, our local park... Um, there's no problem with drinking alcohol. Um, all you, the only thing you can't do is be rowdy and, and drunk, you know, which is, you know, what you'd expect from anybody, right? Can there you smoke pot in your park? Yeah. <laughs> um, people do, but you're not supposed to. Um, but what's funny is also we, we back in the nineties when they started easing the, uh, the regulations on, on microbreweries, we got a microbrewery on main street and it's a very tourist town, very, you know, old German town, and, and that's what most of the economy's run off is, is tourism. And they were able to pass, you know, imagine this, the, um, the, the, the city council getting together with their buddies in business, and they, uh, they made Main Street a, uh, a, an okay zone for drinking open containers, sure. which is kind of strange for this area. I mean, you can walk into the brewery, buy a, a big old glass of beer, and walk down the street. Sweet. There are uh, there's actually there's dry towns and dry counties in Texas. So I mean, it's, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. it's it is pretty odd. So then, uh, so let me the ask. Dry, you this. Oh, I just had a question about I, this. Do you, do you have a real problem with people littering, uh, say, beer bottles and uh, cans and things like that on the street, the, the main street there in the parks? Yeah, what's funny is Main Street is uh, is devoid of of beer bottles and. Um, you know, no one's um, running around throwing bottles through windows or getting in fist fights. It's um, you would never notice, and it's funny to see the tourists come in 
and and see the look of bewilderment on their face when you tell them that yes, you you can walk outside and not and not be you know harassed by you know armed thugs. That's great. Drinking a beverage, you know. That is fantastic. The reason I asked the question is because last night when I was talking with the cops back in uh, the, the booking area of the jail, uh, they they admitted to me that, oh, yeah, yeah, we know you guys aren't going to you know, trash the park, that you're taking good care of things, so that's that's not our issue. Uh, we just have to do it because, uh, well, you know, it's the law. And then the point they made about it was the reason they enforce this particular law, because there's certainly plenty of laws they don't, is because there's some college kids in town. Keene is a college town. And right. so some so because some college kids are trashy and for instance and they mentioned they mentioned specifically that this tends to happen in the college neighborhood so it doesn't happen at the same park where we drink uh, it happens in the college area and they say that the you know the college kids three a.m. will be throwing beer cans in private people's yards and stuff like that littering but th- and what that is is an admission by them that they can't you know do the do their jobs which is well, to prevent laws from being broken right well no, no they're the suggestion. saying this this ordinance that bans open container is preventative so that way when they see a college kid with an open container throwing they can just go can. no no not throwing it but oh. they just see someone with an open container they can just go arrest them before they have a chance to throw it on but a neighbor's it real, lawn is it really effective i mean when i was when i was under no. age i put my vodka in a big gulp container and uh, mixed it with dr pepper at the the 711 i had i <laughs> I'd walk around thing. with an open container all the time so if i wanted to throw that on the ground big deal go ahead i'm sorry i'm just saying that we we all did the same thing and and one you're never going to stop the college kids from drinking and and that goes back to even a deeper issue about the whole kids not knowing how to consume alcohol properly the whole taboo aspect but that that all aside you know like at the park people can openly drink and every once in a while, you'll you'll see somebody get a little rowdy, but that's very rare. And if it does, they they come by, they pick them up, and and life goes on. It's not there's there's no big knockdown, dragout fights. People are not shooting each other. You know, it's 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 okay. A lot, you know? a lot of the problems life with college. On. Sorry, a lot of the problems with college drinking are probably in relation to government's rules, if not the campuses, about open intoxicants. They make it a binge drinking atmosphere, just the way that. Marijuana, oh, yeah. the only way that becomes a gateway drug is because of the means that it has to be sold on the black market. I mean, if I could go to a respectable business uh, instead of a shady drug dealer to get uh, what I would my, my my product, then I would do so. Uh, same with these college kids; they are drinking in an, an atmosphere where they have to party hard in the last few hours because if the party lasts longer than that, the cops come. If they have open bottles and beer cans outside, the cops come. If they're rowdy and hollering, the cops come. I mean, it's uh, all yeah. those things that is. Uh, enforces oh, yeah. this. Well, you, uh, you, you, I could point out that uh, there, there is a, a legitimate, there are several legitimate businesses that are within 100 yards where you guys were drinking open containers that you decided not to frequent. So it, it may not be an entirely apt um, you know, scenario that you're, you're laying out there. Well, I, I can agree with what he just said because, you know, when I was growing up, yeah, I was taught how to drink by buddies who also didn't know how to drink. Right. Sure. And, Same here. But, but, for, but fortunately, fortunately, we had a place that we went and um, we were smart enough that everybody threw their uh, car keys in a fishbowl and, and it was a nice, huge place out in the middle of nowhere. So, one, the cops didn't bother us. Two, there's plenty of space for everybody to crash when they, you know, passed out. So we, we never had a problem, but it could have been a lot better had, you know, uh, alcohol not been a taboo subject. And on top of that, we probably wouldn't have been a drink in the first place. Dan, I want to thank you, you know, for the thoughts I mean, and uh, the time tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, an interesting story that uh, they're on your main street and in your parks, completely legal to drink openly, and there's not a big problem with litter as a right. result. I think the open container laws that we have in this country are um, you know, just 
part. They're, they're, they're a symptom of the disease we have, which is, you know, we don't want to talk to our kids about real life. We want mm. to imagine that real life is somehow going to be different for our kids than it is for us. Our kids aren't going to have sex until they're, uh, you know, married or 18 or 21 or whatever you pick the age um well we we don't want women to have sex until they're old and ugly right and then it's fair um you know the 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 idea that they're not going to drink and get drunk and wake up and have or done have done silly things and then wake up with headaches and they're not going to do any kind of drugs or anything like that and i think it's really it's silly and we're doing a big disservice to our young people by thinking like this i don't think many people would really I think a lot of people should understand that argument, but I think a better one would be to make them understand their wallets. What I wanted to tell or what I'd like to do to a lot of people in the keen area is walk up to them and say, do you think people should be allowed to drink and or smoke whatever they'd like or put in their body in a public space? And I bet you 95% of them would say no, but my follow-up question is then going to be, do you want to pay to keep them in a cage? And even if it costs 30 bucks, they can do it. They come out and do it as many times. Would you pay for it? You know, if you gave them that choice, I might not like it, but do I want to pay for it? I think a lot of them would choose not to pay for it. I would say the majority, 67 I wonder about that. That would be an interesting uh, little experiment to run, because certainly if you go by the comments of the angry people that comment on the local newspaper, sure. then they're like, yeah, throw my taxes at those people. Put them in jail. Right. That's where they belong. Right, they'd say they'd pay for it until they pay for it for two and a half years and they're broke and they need something. I see. You mean pay for it like over and above what they're currently paying in taxes? Well, no, just take take the taxes, no taxes, make them see exactly how much they're paying for it. More coming up here, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Uh, features including uh, stuff like our bulletin board system, our news updates. You get signed up for the news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just announced something today via the updates list. I got a brand new radio station on board, taking our total to 81. Thanks to uh, our listeners for becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers and helping us do that. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, sign up to receive these updates, get them in your email box or via Twitter or via Facebook or all of the above. Whatever works best for you, you can get signed up free at news.freetalklive.com. So we continue to discuss the mass arrests that uh, happened here in Keene, New Hampshire yesterday as folks were just enjoying a nice afternoon as they uh, tend to do on Sundays here in Keene. A nice afternoon in the park. Uh, one lady uh, was enjoying a nipple, a nipple painting as well as, meaning her nipple was being painted, as well as a beer. And a few other folks were enjoying some beers as well. Cops came up uh, based on a so-called complaint from an alleged citizen and they used that as their excuse to harass this poor lady. Uh, this young lady who has uh, most has recently been gotten involved in the the liberty movement up here, another another New Hampshire native or long timer that has lived in the area much longer than the folks from the Free State Project uh, have, and and she's taken a little bit of flack from some of her friends uh, in the area who uh, on her Facebook page they've been kind of trashing on her, saying that. Uh, you know, this is bad of her to hang out with the free staters. Right. Well, and that, and for some people, it's just easier to be apologetic for the police as a, as opposed to uh, 
actually holding them accountable for their actions uh, that, you know, they're siding with them saying, I mean, everyone starts again. The problem is because we brought beer into the park or people did. And uh, that, to me, that's not the problem. The problem is that they regulate uh, what you can or can't do on this piece of property to your own self, you know, a property you pay for and a body in which I own. Well, some of those people might complain about what you're doing, saying that, you know, you liberty activists, uh, and they, they tend to use the term free staters because that's more derogatory. Uh, but you, you free staters, all you want to do is, you know, get high. You don't care about the issues that matter. What would you say to that? Uh, I, I wouldn't know what to say that I would say, uh, the, the issues that matter to me are being free and allowing people to live their lives as long as they don't yeah. force on anyone else. Yeah, but that's nice. But wouldn't you say there are more important issues at hand than whether you can drink in the park? Oh, for sure. Well, what kind of, um, what are the more important issues? I mean, uh, how about me, the war? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about the war from Keene, New Hampshire? You can ha- s- s- hold some signs in the park. They do. Right. In fact, that was my question back to them when they posted that crap. I was like, oh, I hear this cliche, these cliches all the time. Uh, and so I'd like to hear from all of those of you who are criticizing uh, Heike, the lady in question here who had the beer, for living free or criticizing her with these uh, complaints. What is it that your efforts have done on these bigger issues in order to increase freedom? Please, please, just enlighten me about how it is that your standing in the park has reduced taxes. For, for instance, maybe the Tea Party folks uh, might be reading that one. Or how is it that your standing in the park with signs has uh, ended the war? Oh, it hasn't. The war keeps going. The war expands. Taxes keep getting bigger. So you haven't really done anything to change things, whereas Heike and the rest of the, uh, the brave activists that have gone out and, and lived free and and drank and, and smoked in the in the park and and been responsible about it have been able to get away with it for weeks upon months upon months and well, uh, they've well, got I a real say, success story right I can say that I, I experienced a certain level of annoyance upon watching the video that uh, that, that came out of of um, what went on because there's a lot of from yelling yesterday? yeah from yesterday there's a lot of yelling um, and it just it's but it's that's understandable when, when I under, I, look yeah. I'm just telling you what I experienced okay. I mean I, uh, I also experienced a great deal of anger at the police I experienced emotions all over the place and it you know they were they were distributed on both sides. Now, if you've got this Stockholm syndrome that says, "Oh, the police are here to protect us, and they're not here to protect themselves," and get a big old government paycheck and wonderful union benefits that'll last them for the rest of their lives when they only put in twenty years, um, you know, if it's if you don't have that same Stockholm syndrome, uh, then you you know, you'll be in my position. But if you do have it, then um, I can I can see how you would place the blame on the activists and say things like, or just the people out there that were having fun. Honestly, they, it, it had it had diminished from even activism at that point because it's been it's gone on so often yeah but you, that's that's the emotion and like i said it's not like this was a plan like the guys every saturday that are right. out there on the anti-war protest i mean this was people just trying to enjoy their lives just relaxing socializing with friends and this is coming so i'm sure the level the intensity of the situation was probably a little higher but i think uh from our perspective and i, I think everyone was pretty well-mannered for the most part considering the fact that they're grabbing peaceful people for doing nothing wrong i'm not saying that i know what should have been done i don't i mean maybe yelling was the right response maybe being uh, yeah. you know everybody's saying i don't have any I don't idea either, what but that's good, what happened right, right i mean right. It, i mean and that's what occurred and i experienced a certain level of annoyance so i can understand why these people experience that however i've had to to because i'm yeah, in the midst of, of this there, right What's i that? mean most most right. of them the commenters well, they get to the, watch the video like i did this is true i wasn't there presuming either. they've watched the 
video. Many of them just read the newspaper article about it. Darn free staters, and they make their well, comments. The, the newspaper article seemed relatively fair. No, I have no, I have no, no objection and to the w- newspaper Which, better article. than usual, they actually um, called them free keen activists instead of free staters. And I I'm, thought it was I'm great. I praised the newspaper for that. So, um, so you know, I, I, I kind of understand where these people are coming from, but the question is, how do you use, if you believe that civil disobedience is the best form of activism, how do you use it in an effective manner? You can't do something, um, you can't get enough people that are going to refuse to pay their property taxes, for instance, to protest what the schools are doing. You can go stand out in front of the schools with signs, but I'm just of the opinion the signs don't really do that much. Civil disobedience isn't used to teach people war is immoral or or, uh, uh, philosophy. It's it's to get more civil disobedient activists to come to your region. That's what you're doing. That's what we're using it for. But I think civil disobedience does get conversations started. I think that uh, you know instances of. Folks breaking bad laws encourages folks, other people that are watching, to talk about those bad laws. It gives them an excuse to bring it up at a dinner conversation or at the water cooler and that sort of thing and, and become the talk of the town, so to speak. So I think there's a real even – the, even if the person who's doing the civil disobedience isn't communicating uh, his or her ideas in a venue that is easily accessible, I think it still does bring issues to the forefront. And, and as Mark was talking about earlier, I mean the, the political guys could do something with it should they want to, uh, to take that particular – issue on yeah i don't know what the what the really the point is to be able to drink uh, beers in in central square in Keene, new hampshire i don't know why anyone wanted to expend no it would be capital, anywhere it would be anywhere it would be repealing the open container law so what, people can, in the city of Keene. well anywhere that yeah anywhere public uh, uh and it could be a bigger question to me like i keep saying over and over it's about the the, the taxing people for that piece of property then regulating what they can or can't put in their body i mean the the problem starts way before anybody steps foot in that park with a beer it'd be a minor uh thing they, for the city council to do they just have to vote to repeal that uh, particular ordinance sure. and then i they can don't even legally ha- walk around with a beer or here's a here's a compromise they could uh they could just uh talk to the town council let them uh, know that if they'd openly admit in writing and on camera that public property doesn't mean owned by the people but it in fact means owned by the government and acquired via uh you know course of taxation then i'm sure you'd just go away right oh they're gonna admit that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well you know and and that's I, I think part of the point is that uh, public property isn't public, because if it was, you'd be able to do what you wanted. By the way, Mark, you accused me of being a liar during one of the breaks. and I, wanted I didn't to, accuse uh, to you of being that. lying. I'm, I'm accusing you of being disingenuous. Right. You're trying to you're trying to suggest that I'm painting this picture that would be like, really easy to come here and win an election. And I don't think it's generally easy at all to win uh, elections as a liberty-oriented candidate. How many free staters have won election, their first election uh, while running in, in New Hampshire? I don't know. A handful. Okay, good for them. Uh, so, but how many of them ran as an open uh, free stater? I, I doubt any of them did. Exactly. But so but that's the- <laughs> so. Uh, just to point out, Mark, that uh, in the past here in Keene, we have had two people run. One of them a local who was a Keene native, but mm-hmm. clearly Got associated. He the- he blogs at freekeen.com, dot com. Mm-hmm. Nick Ryder. He ran last year. Before that, Julia, uh, my girlfriend, uh, ran at uh, yep. at the time. Uh, she ran for a city council also, and both of them got similar returns, similar results, which were multitudes higher than libertarian candidates anywhere else. So sure. it's. That's not me saying you're going to be able to win. That's not me saying you wouldn't have a better chance flying under the radar somewhere else in New Hampshire. And if that's what you want to do, then by all means, go and do that. But if you want a challenge, yeah, Keene is a place for a challenge. And it's also a place where you'll have some of the best darn activists out there to uh, to work with you. And Half you, of which will refuse to vote on moral principles. Some will, but as, as we get more people here, that won't matter very much. 
Some people are willing to vote. I mean, even the the anarchists, the so-called anarchists living in Grafton are voting. Did you know that? I, some of them are. <laughs> no, yeah, the ones that a are A lot living, of them are being forced to because they're... Oh, uh, they're, they're not the, being forced to. The landlord's saying that they've got some agreement. They're embarrassed about it, Mark, but my point is they've... They, there's someone has figured out a way to get okay, the anarchists to vote. Force isn't the right term. They are being... Persuaded. It is, it is part of their uh, lease agreement that it's they right. have to do it. It's persuasion. That's fine. Right. I'm, I'm for it. I think it's... Fabulous, dude. I just don't want somebody to show up here with the expectation that they're going to run for office in the first, second, or third uh, campaigns and have any chance of winning why in would, Keene, New Hampshire. Well, I, don't I just know. don't think it's likely. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah, it is. And it's my As a guy who's lived here for almost four years. There's a possibility to win. You still are dealing with the same thing you're dealing with in any municipal election anywhere, and that is a very small amount of people vote. So if you can excite some of those people that don't vote somehow and get them out, you could win. It's yeah. possible. Lots of people win um, in their first run and lots of other places in New Hampshire. And we've got another. Uh, we've got actually a state-level campaign coming up here that's going to be run by an open anarchist. Uh, we'll see how that does. Should be interesting. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Adam Miller is here uh, from libertyontour.com. Head on over there and take a look at their website. Add it to your bookmarks or your blog aggregator and stay tuned to it because more content will be coming soon as they get ready to kick off Liberty on Tour here within uh, the next uh, two Two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. So I'm sure we'll have you on again to talk more about what's going to happen. I know you've changed your course a little bit, as I understand. Yeah, we dropped one thing and another thing. and yeah. So we'll talk a little more about that as, uh, as time gets a little closer. You're going to be joining us, I think, maybe for another half an hour, and then Pete might come in. And, yep, and exactly. All right, cool. So we're going to take your phone calls here. Also, continue the story about the mass arrest yesterday. Let's talk first to Dan in Colorado. However, Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Dan? Um, I just wanted to call in your uh, your topic has veered a little bit but you mentioned the cops uh coming up and telling people there had been a, a public complaint mm-hmm. type deal um i had a funny story about that so uh my friend's dad uh it's been become a tradition he drives down to the indian reservation gets illegal fireworks on the fourth of july and brings them back up and uh so, so we were, fireworks are illegal in all of colorado or just where you live oh all of colorado yeah there's wow a fire ban and stuff like that so uh, get those, and we go out in the middle of this field, and it's uh, private property, you know, uh, 
160 acres that we're lighting this off that that there's uh there's nothing around nothing flammable and probably no neighbors in another like 10 mile radius mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so uh the cops came by and said they'd gotten a complaint about our fireworks <laughs> really <laughs> yeah the com- like completely the middle of nowhere and even if anyone was out there like within 10 miles that saw the fireworks they were probably lighting them off themselves you know Mm-hmm. Or enjoying the ones you were lighting off, at least. So you presume that the cops <laughs> yeah, uh, made exactly. that up in order to harass you? Well, I I think so. I mean, <laughs> everyone was looking at him funny. Even my grandparents were giving him the, is that kid doing drugs kind of look, you know? <laughs> so what did y'all do well, as a result of the cops showing up? Or what did the cop well, do? Uh, I mean, I think they were embarrassed, personally, because everyone was kind of just like laughing behind their back mm-hmm. at how ridiculous their complaint was. It's better when people laugh. start laughing in front of their back, but nonetheless, laughing sure, behind sure. their back is an important <laughs> step for a lot of people because we were talking last hour about this Stockholm Syndrome that a lot of Americans have where the cops can do no wrong. They're our heroes. They're, you know, the finest. Uh, the bravest. And, right, and so... <laughs> and so, they may very well be any of those things. However, when they're out there enforcing really dumb laws that where people haven't hurt anyone... Well, then, anybody then could be one of those things. Petty. But, I mean, you should be a police officer. Yeah, well, I mean, the cops out there are mostly considered a joke because there's not much crime, and, you know, all they do is pull over people and get traffic ticket money. That's about it. So 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 people were laughing behind their back. Then what happened? Well, I I don't know. Well, they, uh, you know, my friend's dad, he kind of convinced him and, you know, offered him a beer and, uh, (laughs) you know, was palling around with him. I think he just was embarrassed at his position of being, you know, the only one there not having any fun and then trying to ruin everyone else's fun. And they kind of just, uh, you know, uh, scampered off. Professional uniformed killjoy. Did you resume (laughs) lighting off the fireworks after they scampered away? Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Very good, sir. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope. I just wanted to share that story. I thought it was kind of funny. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. It's like this, it's like the saying goes these days is that uh, it's all fun and games until the police show up. You know, I mean that's exactly what <laughs> yep. happens most of the time where these cops are spending their fun time. Fun killers, exactly. Eighty uh, percent of the time they're running around chasing nonviolent, non-victim. Uh, that's a number I'm throwing out actually, so I don't know if that's exactly true, but it can't. I, I would I would really wonder how much of their time they actually spend chasing uh, an actual criminal who's caused direct harm or theft question. of property. It's I a mean, good it question. Can't, I can't. It can't be very high. And I was, I was talking to them, of course, about that last night uh, as I was in the jail uh, receiving area or the booking area, rather, which I've never been in before. It's my first time, even though I've been uh, in handcuffs three times. This is the new one that you've paid so much for. So no, no, no. no I'm it. sorry. Excuse me. I, you're right. I said the jail. I mean the police uh, station. The police station. I've never been back there before. I mean, I've been back there on a tour, but I've never been back there in, in handcuffs. So they uh, so was talking about those things with the police, about uh, being a peace officer versus a law enforcement officer. But let me go back to uh, the, the other portion of the story, just for our listeners just tuning in. Uh, I went to jail uh, last night, as uh, another, another seven people were arrested. Another one also went to jail because of a young lady who was enjoying a beer in the park in the afternoon. We didn't want them to, to kidnap her, and they were threatening her, and they were demanding that she give them personal information, identifying information, and she heroically was refusing to do that. Threatening her? Yep, and so they ended up uh, taking her and forcing her toward the police vehicle, and I'd, I had made up my mind in advance before this date that the next time they kidnapped a, a peaceful person and I was there, that I was going to... 
uh, stand or sit in front of the Put America's car. largest uh, freedom-oriented radio show on the line so that you can play. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I always hear this from you, Mark, and I appreciate where you're coming from on that. And I know there are listeners out there that don't want to hear me away from the show. Uh, Mama Allie from... Uh, from Savannah Last Biscuit was imploring me to uh, to not do do this sort of thing as much as she might respect it. She wants to hear me on the air as opposed to being in a jail cell. And I said, "Look, I appreciate that, but if I were to get on the air on this radio program and I were to say, yeah, you should do civil disobedience.'" And then not actually right. do any of it? Uh, you should, but not me. Right. What would that make me? Oh. It would make you a person who has chosen media activism no. as their, their, their goal. That would make me a hypocrite. I it disagree. would make me a loudmouth hypocrite. And if I want people to emulate this idea, if I want How people. How many acts to- of civil disobedience do you have to do in order to have your civil disobedience uh, merit badge so that you don't have to do it again? I don't know, Mark. Do you have to do a certain amount every year in order to keep the uh, the merit badge? I think you're talking to a different group of people. I have this conversation, too, that there are folks uh, in New Hampshire who might think that getting arrested or doing civil disobedience is a uh, way to get your ropes or your merit badge or whatever it was that you call it. But to most of us, it's not fun being arrested, and it's it's not the goal. The goal is education and to open people's eyes. Uh, and essentially make but these people think. you heard what Ian said. Ian said that the reason that he does it is because he doesn't want to seem like a hypocrite. Well, no, I do it because it's the right thing to do. Uh, but, uh, but at the same you, time, my, my question to to help justify it for you, because uh, it, it was, you know, what what would I be if I said you should do these things? And, and I explained what you would be. And then you, yeah, it you would know, make me a coward else. and it would make me a hypocrite. That's how you would feel. It doesn't make it true. Well, what matters is how I feel, Mark, not how you feel. So, I'm, tell- I'm not telling you how I feel. I tell- I'm telling you a factual uh, choice that you can you can choose for yourself. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and thank you very much for that. However, when the cops are kidnapping an innocent young woman, I'm, I I wanted to do something about it, and so I did what I knew was the best thing that I could do. Uh, the only really thing that I thought so about doing. So they didn't doing. kidnap her. No, they did. They but kidnapped I stood him in, as well. <laughs> but I stood I stood in front of their car. And I encouraged uh, others to uh, to join me, and others did join me, and we had at least four people that were out there in front of uh, the police vehicles and behind the police vehicles, making it difficult for them to exit, making their jobs more difficult, making the act of kidnapping that woman uh, all the more uh, you know hard for them to to pull off. Even that, and the next time, I mean, like there's a. a- the crossing the line of no return for these officers and once they entered the square that's pretty much where they were when they started giving the ultimatums to to uh Heike. um that's what they do and when they start to do that there's there's no going back uh it's it's like the same way so now the next time these officers are even called into the square they might not even come because they know of the problem it'll be a big scene right and they'd be like and even like the one officer and they should have known that <laughs> well sure i'm sure they did but i'm saying the one officer who's like i really don't want to arrest you i really wish i could have a beer in this park but it's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he at that point, that's what he had to say. I'm saying next time he. he I mean, he was the uh, one that took uh, Smeg and uh, Heika to uh, jail or the police station. But that car was stuck there for the first 25 minutes, 20 minutes ish. About they stuck you and somebody else in another car, right? I don't Wes? know if it was that long, but it was certainly it I, felt it felt a little longer. My then. quick video was how 14 many of the, uh, the the police officers in town were tied up at that point? I they mean, had five. They usually have. Three cars or so, right? Three to five. Any, three any, to five. Uh, any given time. They pretty much called everybody in. They had everybody this, there. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't For start one with complaint everybody. of one open no, container. No, no, they didn't start with everybody. Oh, I'm they sure. started with two cops. 
And then when they got more trouble uh, and then the people started blocking the cars, that's when they called for yeah, the backup. Exactly. Uh, so there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Look, I don't want to go to jail, but I also, and it wouldn't be wrong of me to not step in front of the cars, but that's what I felt inspired to do. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. I apologize for uh, laughing here. It's rude of me to do that, so I'll have to explain why I'm doing so. And I will do that in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the StartPage.com 7-Day Challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the 7-Day Challenge today at StartPage.com. That's StartPage.com. Don't forget to join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours for free. Again, freetalklive.com. And the, the good folks last night here doing the Sunday show managed to get the archives taken care of and do the show and everything without me being news. here. So that's uh, always nice when that happens. Thank you to those uh, great guys, Sam and Wayne and Nick Ryder and the rest of the crew. All right, so uh, our number here, 800-259-9231. I was laughing when we came back because during the break, I was reading a news story, although I hesitate to call it that, uh, that was posted over at freekeen.com by the Union Leader, which is one of the newspapers around the state. Now, the local newspaper, the folks over the Keen Sentinel, got it pretty much right uh, when they did their article. They It wasn't a really detailed article, but they, they didn't embellish the story at all, really. Well, they never asked the hard questions like, like, like I said, saying, what's the real problem? The real problem is the park being owned by the public. Well, sure. The, the news people aren't going to ask those sure. questions. They're just going to report, supposedly report on the news. And and the local newspaper did a decent job. They didn't use the term free state or a free state project, which is actually a more accurate report. It's more accurate for them to say people associated with Free Keen were doing X. Because that's a true statement. Most yeah. of the people that were arrested are associated with Free Keen. They have an account on the, you know, the forum. They may be bloggers, that kind of thing. Whereas, and most of the, and, and just because you're associated with Free Keen doesn't make you a free stater, because Free Keen is a liberty movement, and the Free State Project is a movement of people who've moved to New Hampshire in order to be liberty activists. So Free Keen is a, is a more wider uh, movement involving more, a, a wider range of people. There are free staters involved in Free Keen, and there are also New Hampshire natives involved in Free Keen, and there are also people who've lived here a long time but aren't quite natives uh, that are involved in Free Keen. So, so to that extent, it was more accurate. But the union leader went into fantasy land here. One uh, excerpt here, we're talking about the mass arrest in Keene. You can see video from it over at freekeen.com. But uh, they claim that as police were driving away from the arrested or with the arrested, several in the crowd jumped on the hoods of the police cars to try to stop them. Get them, right? Come on. <laughs> 
I mean, that draws up an entirely different picture than what I saw in the video. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 just some terrible, awful blue journalism there. That is not the case at all. Uh, No one jumped on a hood of anything. No one stepped up on the police car in any way, shape, or form. That's giving uh, the people there uh, like a destruction of property picture, but the only people that were harming anybody were the officers who were threatening inching uh, their vehicles forward to people who were standing in front of them and even I, I, you were like hit once weren't you at one point uh, yeah the officer essentially came right up to hit me with right. uh, the police car and that's when i turned around and, and sat uh, c- kind of on, on the, the front uh, not on you know hoodish like bumper kind of right, area right, like, right, right, right. The very in the front, front of, the of the vehicle which is also where rich paul kind of sat he kind of sat on the bumper and leaned back against the hood sure you're less likely to get your knee hyper extended by uh, you know somebody who's got a slips on the accelerator or something like that yeah. in that instance it makes perfect good good sense to me so uh so sorry nobody jumped on the police cars period and then the the misinformation goes on they report once at the police station two more people from the park were in the lobby at the station adam you were in the lobby at the station how many people were in the lobby at the I station i want to say at least 10 to 14 yeah so that's a big missing bit of misinformation there and madden said they started drinking and they too were ticketed it's true some people did drink in the lobby but it was more than two people yeah, it was, and two. But people only two were tickets were given out, right? Yeah, and Correct. some beers were confiscated. So I kind of see how they would have, uh, you know, made that mistake. But because it, it, they only talked of... to the cops, that's why they made these mistakes. Because they took the cops' version of the story and they wrote a, they wrote a news report about it. They that's never how they, bothered, That's how it's done. Right. right. They never bothered to reach out to any of the activists, not one of them, and talk. To, I mean, I'm speculating here because it doesn't sound like it. They don't quote any activists. They don't mention anything like that. Of course, it's a lot easier to get a hold of cops than as activists. So, uh, which is not really that yeah. hard. They but... could have gotten a hold of Free Keen, and I'm sure yeah. somebody would have given them, a, you know, some kind of. All right, so uh, so we're going you know, to continue here. So they loaded people up in these cop cars that had stood in front of or behind the uh, the vehicles. Uh, people generally got charged with stuff like resisting arrest. Uh, the charges they hit me with include oh, resisting got a bunch arrest. Of piece, piece yeah, of lots of love notes nice. here <laughs> from uh, Keen PD. Uh, resisting arrest or detention. These are all Class A misdemeanors, by the way, up to a year in jail for each. Disorderly conduct, one of their favorites, and obstructing government administration. I don't even know what that means. Well, they, they don't have a good charge for laying on a cop car to prevent your friend from getting <laughs> hauled off. So they have to use these uh, catch-alls. So, uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm facing, and some of the other activists are facing similar charges. No shock uh, as here. Well. Plus the open container. So as we're driving uh, in the – oh, oh, and so, uh, so I'm standing in front of this car, and they're trying to pull away, and the, the guy, the guy kind of taps me with, me with the car, and I turn around, and I, I kind of sit down on the car, and he comes up to, uh, to arrest me. And I drop down uh, as I'm being arrested, which, of course, is why I got the resisting arrest charge for. Probably would have been b- better for me to be sitting down on the ground sure. in the first place. But you don't always think of these things. you got to help the them the, capture you. In the heat of the moment. And so, uh, so he, and he's very angry about it. Like, he snaps out of his car, throws his siren on as he's running into me, and jumps out of his car, grabs me, and, and I'm kind of going down at that time. And he cuffs me and pulls me up by one arm. And I've got, see, I got a little bit of bruising as a result on, uh, of that on my wrist. Basically pulled up my whole body by one of my arms. And that, you know, that hurt a little Brutal. bit. So then uh, they loaded me up in the car. I was in there with Wes, who was one of the other guys that uh, that was arrested. At that point, they'd arrested four of us. Uh, Meg, who is uh, one of the, she's the lady behind the crap campaign. You've seen exactly. the crap, the yep. crap videos. Meg, those are her creation. She did uh, the crap campaign. So she was arrested for standing in front of the car. Heike was already in the car, and Rich Paul was still out there by the time I was loaded up. Uh, they arrested Rich later after they'd pulled away with. Uh, with Wes and I. And so in the car, uh, as we're, we're driving there, the cop 
who arrested me really was not in a talking mood. In fact, he wasn't in much of a talking mood at any point, which is I'd actually had a conversation uh, conversation with this guy in the past. I was at a voting location doing some outreach and he came up and uh, he pulled his car up and I was like, oh, boy, now what? <laughs> and he just wanted to have a conversation. And this was at the time when the 420 things were happening and they're relatively new. And so he was talking to me about that. And I guess the allegation that he said was that some kids had jumped out in front of an ambulance from the 420 thing in the park and like had, had delayed an ambulance by flipping Seconds. them the bird or something like that. Yeah, making them stop, basically. And I said, and he asked me how I felt about that. I said, well, of course, I'm against that. I mean, I'm not in favor of getting in the way of anything like that. And I, I, I had. We had a nice conversation about it, him and uh, him and I. And so he was not interested in conversing yesterday at all. He was clearly very, you know, rattled and, and upset. And I was trying to, you know, be calm and, and converse with him. And um, he told me later on the reason why he didn't want to talk to me was because I uh, he, he would have been okay with talking to me until I showed up on Eli Rivera's front porch. Now, Eli Rivera is the local police prosecutor. Mm. And it was alleged at one point that he had attacked one of the uh, liberty activists while behind closed doors. His wife and and he both, uh, Kurt and Auburn, both, uh, you know, claimed that this had happened. Right. And had no reason to disbelieve them. And so some candlelight vigils happened out in front of his house. And I never was on his front porch. There was an activist that was uh, that. Did somebody rang and, the doorbell. Though, someone right? went up and knocked or rang on the the doorbell. That wasn't me. But you know, whenever one activist does something, it's we're Everybody's all guilty of it. Fault. Uh, so more coming up here, 800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, Pete, and Mark. Pete is here from LibertyOnTour.com. Head over to LibertyOnTour.com and uh, learn more about what Pete and Adam are getting ready to do here in the next couple of weeks. They're gearing up. And you guys have got a bunch of whole, a lot of sponsors involved now, which is great. Yeah, it shows there's a lot of a lot of support uh, for Liberty on Tour with the Liberty community. Yeah, we're excited. We have almost uh, two dozen uh, organizations that have come on board already, and you know, all the, all the way from the oldest libertarian think tank, the Foundation for Econ- Economic Education, to one of the new cutting edge groups, C4SS, uh, different businesses. You know, it, it's great. I, I'm really excited uh, to have attracted such a great. Uh, group of group of advertisers. Well, we're definitely going to talk more about Liberty on Tour as things go on, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you while you're on the road as well. Uh, so thanks for coming in here tonight. Uh, as Gardner Goldsmith is uh, unable to join us from LibertyConspiracy.com. Uh, so we're continuing here. We're going to take a break from the uh, story since we've kind of gotten the uh, the mass arrest story from the, the beginning of the the beer in the park to the actual arrests. And uh, we'll talk more about the jail, I guess, experience here in a little bit. But let's go to your phone calls first and talk to, I believe, Kenneth is with us in Colorado. Kenneth, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you sticky-fingered little rodent. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Well, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the latest uh, epithet from uh, L. Neal Smith for you. I don't know if you heard that yet. 
You know, I haven't read the article. I actually had it here in my show prep for tonight. You're talking about the intellectual property controversy that went down last week here on Free Talk Live and uh, and on the internet over at freekeen.com and the forums there, uh, where the 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 threat about L. Neil Smith is still a hot topic. You can actually get straight to it by going to shiresociety.com. It's in that section of the forum there. Uh, and he wrote his rebuttal. He wrote his uh, his angry, vitriolic piece where he's doing name calling and stuff like that. Pete, you had a chance to scan through it today. Yeah, I did. It's uh, I don't know. I, I, on IP, that was actually one of the last issues for me to come to terms with as you know somebody who believes in self government. Me too. Yeah. And uh, just because of the complexity, the seeming complexity of the issue, but uh, you know, I read some stuff from Stephen Casella that Mises published and some other folks, and and you know, just I don't know. I mean, I appreciate. Uh, the passion that Daniel Smith has, but I don't see eye to eye with him on his perspective. But you know, that said, I think this this whole thing it's uh, it's blowing over in a week or a month. You know, we may not be talking about it as much. We may say, "Hey, remember when this happened?" Rather than like it's still being on the front burner. So I think, and I hope that it's uh, passing by, and you know, we can continue to focus on what's important. Yeah, I thought that he had a real opportunity. El Neil, Neil Smith had a real yep. opportunity to uh, you know build some bridges, uh, mend some things here, and I I just. It, that's what it seemed like it was going was going to happen from an email that uh, we received from him, and that didn't happen. And I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in, in what I read. What about you, Kenneth? How do you feel? Well, I was really proud of you, Ian, for accepting the advice you were given at the end of that show last week. And uh, I really thought that uh, we were going to be able to build some bridges and you know make lemons from lemonade, so to speak, and really learn how to live in a realistic future of. You know, no government coercion, and this would be one step to show how we could deal with each other. On the other hand, you know, uh, I know you came away thinking that, well, you know, he said he was going to come up with a solution that was going to make everybody happy. He did say that, yeah, and he seemed very yeah. amicable at the time, but from what I understand of the tone of this article over at his website, the Libertarian Enterprise, uh, He's not really being very uh, peaceful here or very nice, I suppose. And then the very last line of his article, this is one part I did notice, is that he's, I hereby sentence them to read the Probability Brooch Palace and especially Forge of the Elders. I suppose those are three of his books. Uh, just because- uh, but I've read Probability Brooch. Right, that's, that's his sentence uh, for everybody who has stolen his ideas. Well, I uh, think it's a <laughs> – that's fine. It just there – was, there was a lot of uh, name-calling and, and it just it – just, it just seems was, so cadre, you know. Oh yeah, that was I mean, the, the thing that I found disturbing. Go ahead. Was the the incredible negativity and uh, childishness that was involved? And at one point, when I when I saw this, I I kind of flipped out, and I I sent him an email, and and that was actually fairly polite, and um, and sure enough, wham, right at me with the same stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we went around about five times, and I tried to be. And finally, I just said, you know, it's it's not going to work. If if you're if you're not going to learn anything, and you're going to be higher than everybody else, you know, it reminds me of the Ayn Rand business. Ayn Rand went around with it with the libertarians uh, way back. Uh, she hated them. She thought that they were uh, just like uh, Neil. She thought that they were stealing our work and. Um, plagiarizing it and uh, vandalizing it. That's, it was the same stuff. And I don't understand how someone who is so deep in the philosophy and has thought about it so long can still claim to own what they've put in other people's minds. It's just sick. Right. I, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think it came across as pretty petty and childish to me. I mean, if you have a beef, like email the person and say, hey, man, like the least you could do is give me more like 
uh, uh, props or whatever uh, as being an inspiration. But he did that. <laughs> sure, that no, was, I agree. I agree. But and no, that was no, the no, attempt. That's not what he did. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. And that's not what he did. Uh, what he did was he emailed to say how upset he was that we would dare to even take his ideas and modify them. It wasn't no. so much that he wanted props. He it wanted was that he, he did not to, want his thing touched at all. He wanted to see how. Um, well, what are you going to do to make this up to me? Is uh, one of the things that he said. Uh, that's true. And the he, proposal to take steps to make Neil whole was what I was proud of and what I hope was going to go further and so that people could say, hey, you know, we fixed it. Right, and, but, but his conclusion in his article about assigning reading, I mean, that's obviously <laughs> not going to happen, and so it's, are we at... Why not? I mean, those are some great libertarian works. Sure. I, mean, I think everybody should should do that, and then... You know, continue on with their lives right, as though nothing's he, happened. He should do That's what he, he said is the, 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 the recompense. Go ahead and read them. Sure, he should do so because he wants to, not because he's forced to do, just like charity. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth, any I other have one thoughts? Quick, yeah, one quick note before I go. Um, fireworks are not illegal in Colorado, and I know where the guy got that idea. Maybe they're illegal in his neighborhood, but they got big fireworks stands around here on 4th of July time, hmm. so I don't know exactly what the deal is. Well, that, that. doesn't make them legal, just because there's fireworks. No, 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 I, I, no I, I'm talking about big, obviously legal stands. What about I the mean, ones that fly up into the air and go boom? Are those illegal? I don't know which ones are, but to flatly say the fireworks are legal. Okay, well, I appreciate be that, because sometimes, yeah. you know, you can get the sparklers and the little china tanks and the, the yeah. pop things, and you can get If you're those. looking for your legal advice off Free Talk Live, you're looking in the wrong yeah. place. I don't do any of that stuff, but I know that they're not flatly I'm legal. sure there's somebody listening who could, uh, who could verse us in this. Thanks for the info, Kenneth. Thanks. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. I'm glad it was addressed here, and, and maybe that was as far as it really needs to be addressed, because L. Neil Smith, this libertarian, so-called libertarian uh, science fiction author, made a big stink last week about the fact that uh, the folks from ShireSociety.com uh, created the Shire Society Declaration, which was based heavily off of his uh, A New Covenant that he wrote back in the 1980s. He made a big stink about us uh, borrowing his ideas and modifying them, and and then uh, toward the end of the week was saying, "Well, just wait till this weekend. I'll have something that's amicable toward everybody." And then he puts out this, you know, this angry ranting piece over on his website, and doesn't seem like anything has really changed with him. Um, and that's fine; he doesn't have to change his position. Well, he's given his like sentence as what he wants you to do, so I mean, do it. It seems easy. But we haven't gone to an arbitration, so I'm not going to do his sentence. I have no interest in doing his sentence. I have no interest in, in, pleasing, uh, in pleasing him. Yeah, I mean, it would it make sense if we assign him readings on YIP, you know, through the state. Right, read Stephen Kins. Right, read well, Stephen no, no one on your side's claiming yes. harm. Oh, right, but no one has claimed but, that he has been harmed. So, like, no third party uh, independent arbitrator has done that. And uh, you don't have to. Smith. And I've offered These are great it to works, him. though. But no, I've offered it to him, right? I took your suggestion, Mark, mm-hmm. and I, I tried to come at him from a position of compassion, and, and that, that, that did seem to achieve a different attitude, at least between his emails and mine, but he still is taking a, copying an attitude with the, the other people that have been emailing him. Well, and he, he has a position, and his position yes. on uh, intellectual property is certainly understandable it's, for somebody who makes a ancient, living. and it's unreasonable. And, uh, well, and how about uh, how about I, you may have done it already, but invite him to uh, call in, be a guest. And, or, I did, and he does not want to play in our ballpark, so okay. to speak. And I can't, right. you know, I can't say I blame him for that. Sure. Uh, 
So, yeah, so that's where it all sits. And I'd offered to arbitrate with him, as you suggested, and he said uh, he did not say that he would be interested in that. He said he had a solution that should uh, that everyone should agree to. Well, at this point, he gains nothing by you reading his particular works. And he never uh, so, sent me anything after that. He never emailed me back. He's not looking for some kind of monetary gain. He never emailed me back to say, hey, let's do this arbitration thing, or here's my solution, or anything like that. So, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, the ball's in his court. I, More I coming up. Done. You can take control. I think it's done, too. Yeah, I think he's going to leave it alone. It's free talk live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can uh, see what we're talking about. You can see us in the studio here, and you can listen to the show as well. And chat, because our chat room is built into the very same page. It's all free for you. At cam.freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, MemoryDealers.com is the world's largest, has the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpax, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including uh, Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. Add up to 99% off of list price. These uh, memory dealers is your trusted source source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue with your phone calls. Ryan is listening in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Hey, Ian. I just had a small criticism for you uh, about the show, actually about the commercials that are run. Okay, sure. Um, I listen to the show via the stream from the Liberty Radio Network. Because mm-hmm. uh, out here in Seattle, I don't enjoy a radio station that actually carries the program, at least yet. Um, I don't know if you run the, the same ads on, on the actual radio as you go on the stream, but no. the, uh, the crap ads, um, the citizens refusing, is it whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> citizens, uh, the, the, the actual varies. initial stain, uh, change, depending on what the video topic is. But yeah, the crap campaign. So they're great ads. They're really funny. I know they're probably not revenue-generating ads. They're probably just for fun or whatever. But um, there's one of them. I think it's the PCP one where there's actually um, mixed into the ad is a, a siren sound about halfway yeah. through. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I don't enjoy a radio station up here in Seattle. So what I do is I, I stream LRN on my cell phone and plug it into the stereo in my car. <laughs> and so... Right. As I'm driving along, I get the siren sound coming up. And you can often be hard to tell where a siren is coming from when it's actually like a legitimate like ambulance or fire. Ryan, you put your little one. finger right into a sore <laughs> that Ian and I have with each other. Now, uh, oh, this really? is the difference between libertarian and libertine, the difference taking, t- taking personal responsibility <laughs> for one's own actions and saying, screw it, I'll do whatever I want. 
Arch, run me. And sure enough, this jerk wants to put a siren on the radio <laughs> where people drive along in cars. I mean, why not put honks and cell phone rings, too, to can really confuse people? I mean, you're trying to provide a service to the public, and then you go out and you put sirens, which can cause you know people to look around, uh, take, their, take their attention off the road, have an accident, kill them and whoever's in the car with them. I think, think it's the most irresponsible. Absolutely. I've had this crap happen. It's uh, b- really? b- yeah, on um on CDs of my own. I've I've had sirens. I've jerked my head around looking for it. I think it's irresponsible as crap and I'm, I you know, I'm ashamed that you've done it. And I've told you, and you don't care. So I don't even bother talking to you. I, I don't bother trying to talk sense to you. But I'm really glad that uh, the caller b- called in and brought this up. Yeah, well, I appreciate I yeah, appreciate I that. So so you would say that uh, you believe that uh, is a bad idea. Well, I mean, you know, I guess the way I look at it is there's already enough things on the show that raise my adrenaline level without, you know, wondering if I'm being pulled over by an invisible police officer or, you know, about to run an intersection and hit a uh, hit a fire truck that's not paying close enough attention. You know, so I, I, I don't I don't really like them. I wouldn't suggest that you pull the ad, but, you know, I know you're in contact with those guys. Maybe have them recut it so it's either more in the background or I think the ad still works. Without yeah, it. I don't think you know, it's possible to... It's not possible to recut that ad because while the the crap campaign uh, video that you're, ref- you're referencing as where the audio came from, it came from one of the videos, uh, the, oh, okay, the okay. campaign video is being recorded. And as it was being recorded, a police uh, or not, not police, but an ambulance uh, was actually driving by during a scene where they were talking about the police. So, I mean, it sounds oh, that's, really that's great. ironic. I thought it was added in. No, no, it's, <laughs> it, it, it really, works perfectly with the humor. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's just just perfect for the ad, and it certainly did get you to pay attention and notice what the ad was. Uh, but <laughs> it's an irresponsible use of sound effects, and in this case, it, it's it, not a sound it effect. It does do that, but you know, I, I would say. All that right. I, well, I you know, I'm desperate. I'm sorry. I'm desperate for uh, for commercial uh, content. This, to, this is uh, a to cop run, out. So. I you have all kinds of commercial content that you just refuse to put. In. No, I mean, on the other true. hand, it's guys, true. This, uh... I sell ads. I know how many ads we sold. I can show you the list: fifty or eighty people long that that have ads that you could put in there. You just choose not to put them in. Yeah, but well, to, they didn't pay for to play Hello devil's Ryan. advocate. We could also say, like, hey, if you if you are listening to the show and you do hear this, maybe maybe it uh, it's a training, you know, scenario in a sense. You're reaching for your camera, you're looking around, gauging where you're at, <laughs> you know, getting the phone numbers on. Hey, and maybe ready. it'll make people slow I down do. and be a little I more do. cautious. Maybe maybe I it'll. Maybe it'll convert people into being safer drivers because they'll hear sirens more often and they'll look around and they'll wonder what's going on. Right. Well, but Mark, you're saying you've actually gotten into it. that's going to convert is me. <laughs> yeah. Mark, have you actually gotten into an accident as no, a result of no, that? No, no, no. Okay. I, just I said to... that it, it caused me to jerk my head around before. Mm. And now I'm talking about a CD that yeah. I had, uh, an audio CD that I had at one point. Mm. Not this. But I, <sighs> I just think sirens, sirens on the radio are irresponsible. I don't like cell phone rings, sirens, or um, uh, you know, things like that that uh, alert people. I think they're, che- yeah, they're a cheap way to get I attention. Don't the, I don't mind the rings and stuff so much, but the sirens always cause my adrenaline to go a little bit. So anyway, just my little criticism for the right. show. Well, I appreciate but- that, Ryan. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll take it off the air. Now that, now that I've heard, heard it from two different places, it's starting to, it's starting to have some weight. <laughs> I'd like to point you, out to everybody here, this is you. what it's like doing business with Ian. Because if I can tell, I'm a, I can make say stubborn. a suggestion, uh, you know, do this or that. Don't email them to me. Email them to Ian. Because if the suggestions come from me, they immediately lose credibility. Please don't email me suggestions for the show. I can't talk to this maniac. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here. Uh, Sam, you were involved in the creation of that crap campaign video. 
Uh, again, it's uh, it's Meg who was arrested yesterday. It's uh, really behind the whole thing, but you certainly have been helping her out quite a bit uh, with your your cameraman work and stuff like that. And how do you feel about that issue? Do we have Sam? Oh, that's not Sam. Sorry about that. Let's try this one, Sam. Hey, now you got me. Yes. I think the simple solution is just to uh, see if we can talk Byron into doing a series of PSAs for the for the radio. Oh, that's a great idea. I fully support that. Then we can have a, a whole bunch of rotating crap ads, and I think that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we could do three or four or five that on great. just various issues, and uh, I think they'd be pretty funny, too. So. Fantastic. So what were you calling in tonight about? Uh, well, I read the uh, union leader story today that you guys referenced earlier in the segment, about the, the mass arrest of, in Keene yesterday that just had some terrible misinformation claiming that activists were jumping on police cars, uh, like on the hoods of police cars. Yeah, I read that and I was equally shocked. So uh, I did something that has had has worked out pretty well, and I wanted to share the uh, stories of other people can do the same thing when this happens, you know, again or in their community, that sort of thing. Uh, I picked up the phone, called the... Uh, the paper got into the newsroom and asked them if they were, I, I referenced the story by the title. I said, I just read, you know, so-and-so, this story that had uh, people are nude in the park getting arrested and so forth. And uh, I was wondering if you guys were going to print a retraction tomorrow. And they're like, well, what, uh, what did you find wrong with it? And so I went through a few things and, and you know, basically said, hey, if you guys are you know, dead set and going the way of the dinosaur and, you know, lashing out at, at activists and, and so forth in the tar pit. And, you know, that's your choice, I guess. But there's some real inaccuracies here. And it turns out that Melanie is the reporter who wrote the story. Mm-hmm. She's she the said, same well, person who reported on the 420s uh, last year as well. Exactly. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, now, wait a minute. She wrote, uh, you know, some very negative things about the uh, the conquered uh, 420 event on 420. And uh, I said, I think you have a reporter here who has an axe to grind against the free state movement or the liberty activists or whatever, and it's hurting your uh, your reputation. Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, the story hasn't gone to print yet, but uh, we can probably, we can get that corrected and probably in a new online edition put out. Oh, wait, and, so the story she, that's online has not been in the newspaper? Is that what they were saying? Correct. Oh, well, that's good. Correct. Right? So it's only online. We caught them I caught him early enough before it went to the press. Nice. So, uh, she actually had Melanie call me earlier today. And so the three things that I brought up with her was, number one, the title has the word nude in it. And nobody that I saw was walking around completely naked in the park. She's like, well, what word would you expect me to use? I mean, what does that mean to you? Topless. Topless. Like, Topless. Yeah, well, I said, you know, <laughs> I don't think it was nude. I mean, look in the dictionary and look up the word and see what it means, because nobody was there completely naked. So she kind of agreed on that one. Okay. And then we talked about the uh, walking on the hood of the police car, which was very, uh, I, I agree with Mark, it just paints a completely different picture of, you know, just complete craziness. And uh, let her know that there were just people sitting on the hood. And then we, uh, she sort of took that under advisement, said that she didn't actually write that. It was her editor. Interesting. Quite the spin they've uh, plugged in there in the editing process. I don't know if you have more to share. You're welcome to, if so. Hang on. Sam, ObscuredTruth.com is with us here. Pete, you're sticking through the re- uh, remainder of the show? Sure, I'll be here. More coming up here. Hour three is on the way. Your calls as well about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. My worst day ever? 
I'm waiting in this crazy line at the DMV. So I'm checking the web. Zero responses to my new resume. My 98% compatibility match now just wants to be friends. And hackers have taken over my Facebook account. I just thought, has the whole world turned against me? It's not the whole world that's turned against you. It's the Internet. Private, inaccurate, or unflattering information posted about you online can hurt your reputation, your career, and even your relationships. But now, help is available. It's called Reputation Defender. Reputation Defender controls your privacy online and manages how you look when someone Googles you. Reputation Defender continuously monitors everything about you on the web, including 40 social networks. It also removes your personal information from websites that collect and sell it, protecting your privacy. Go to MyReputation.com or call us at 877-720-6497. 877-720-6497. Use promo code BLACK for a special discount on our revolutionary service. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into the third hour of the program, you can bring up anything again. It's Ian with you. And Pete. And Mark. Pete joining us from LibertyOnTour.com. Be sure to check his website out. Our site, FreeTalkLive.com, allows you to influence some of the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You submit different things of interest Stuff you think our listeners might enjoy that you'll find on the internet somewhere, whether it be a news article, a video, or a blog post, for instance. You put it up on the site. Other listeners then vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. Throughout the night here, we've been discussing... Uh, the mass arrests that happened in Keene, it has been a huge year. I mean, 2009 was a pretty big year for arrests in Keene. This year has uh, has topped it easily with uh, multiple incidents of uh, mass arrests. Of course, the earlier trespass of 12, 12 people getting arrested earlier this year. Uh, and then just yesterday, another eight arrests uh, at the Central Square Park and also at the police station for everything from open container uh, to uh, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, and other some such nonsense. Of course, no one was actually harmed. There weren't any victims. Uh, there was no property damaged or anything like that. Were, were there eight arrests or seven? Uh, seven or eight. So yeah, I'm, I'm not seven. sure. I think, well, actually, John Ray uh, was arrested twice. Sure, okay. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to continue here. Uh, we'll also take your calls about anything. But Sam was on the line to talk about the mainstream media. And uh, Sam from ObscureTruth.com, talk about the mainstream media and how, uh, in one particular case, uh, a local newspaper in uh, New Hampshire, the union leader, really botched up a story. You called uh, a story about the uh, the arrest yesterday, that is, and it's been posted over at FreeKeen.com for those of you that want to see it. Uh, but you called them up today to let them know that their story was particularly inaccurate, claiming, for instance, that the people there on the scene were jumping up on the hoods of the police cars uh, it was just nonsense. That did not happen at all. You corrected that and a few other things, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. Yeah, so there was a third item in there that uh, was a quote from the Keene Police Department, who they were able to get a hold of. And it wasn't somebody who was there, so you know it could just be a mistake. But it said that uh, Heike, the woman who was arrested, was having her uh, breasts painted by another woman. And then it went on to imply that... Um, there was fondling going on and all sorts of these inappropriate things. And so I let her know that, you know, no, that's not correct. It was a man who was there. He's an artist. He was using paintbrushes. I never saw him, uh, you know, touch her breasts once other than with the paintbrushes. Yeah. 
and that you know he's been out there painting oil paintings for a week. He's very talented. He's worked with nude models uh, when he went to uh, art school, and so she kind of corrected that. But I think we ought to write the uh, Keene uh, police chief as well to see if they can uh, make a statement because you know they're all concerned when. We say something that's inaccurate about them, but mm. when they do it, I wonder if they're going to have the same uh, sort of uh, to correct their own inaccuracies. In it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, and that topless issue definitely wasn't even the uh, reason the police were there. I mean, I think that issue was kind of laid to rest with the topless Tuesdays. But last night at the nightcap, uh, me and a few people were uh, talking to a couple uh, keen police officers. You know, for about an hour, and uh, they were actually... Because they came out to harass the nightcap uh, last night. Right. They came back out, they dumped out some beers, and then they... Uh... Into the fountain in the park. <laughs> right. right. Which is pretty tacky. <laughs> right. It's weird. But uh, we talked to him for about an hour, and, you know, talking about private defense agencies and this and that, but uh, at one point, uh, the, the women we're talking about, Heike, came over, and she had gotten the, uh, the, the, two, the second of two... Uh, nipples painted and she uh, proceeded to show me and show the officers and they just chuckled and it wasn't a big deal like it shouldn't be a big deal so right. that's definitely not the issue yeah i mean it, that the nudity really wore off uh after an uh, hour or so but uh <laughs> there was also uh, the i let her know that you know this is not your fault at all the police aren't going to tell you this but the way this really started was when they were called out coming to uh a complaint about someone filling up water bottles out of the public water fountain, and she was a little surprised by that. So, you know, once again, they just they didn't have the complete story. She said, I didn't remember writing uh, that anyone was jumping on the cars, and it turns out, you know, she wrote something, her editor took it, and then added further slant to it, and that's mm. how that uh, came about. But it ended very well. You know, she uh, actually gave me her home office number, to keep in touch anytime stories or things like this come up, I can uh, get in touch with her directly and get her some of the facts from the activist side of the story. So, I, you know, I think it was a pretty good outcome for what took about 30 minutes of work, and uh, I hope other people will uh, choose to do the same thing when they see this kind of thing happening. And because, you know, I can't be at every uh, event that's sure. out here, and there are lots of papers out there and lots of different viewpoints. So Great. The more activists we have, the more likely that kind of stuff can, uh, can be covered. And thank you, Sam, uh, for, the, for the call tonight. I appreciate the information. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Jason Talley from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Jason, good evening. Good evening, uh, Ian. Hey, Mark. Hey, Pete. What's going on? What's on your mind tonight, Jason? Too much. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, thank you and uh, the other six uh, civilly disobedient folks in Keene for their actions yesterday. I mean, it, it all boils down to a woman was enjoying a beer in public, and uh, the state didn't like that, so they cracked down, and, and you guys came to her defense. And even better, it wasn't even a, a free stater who was, uh, you know, enjoying her freedom in the park that day. That's right. I was uh, a Keene native. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm the executive director of the uh, Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, and uh, we want to uh, support these activists as much as possible. Right now, everybody is out of jail except for Rich Paul, uh, and so he was arrested, like you, Ian, for uh, standing from that police car. So we want to put together bail money, but it's, uh, it's going to be expensive. It's about $5,000. Do we know if Rich so, wants uh, to be bailed out? I, I, ca- I missed the end of his... Uh arraignment today because i was kicked out of the courtroom but uh did he speak to this at all 
No, uh, we're actually trying to find out. I did contact uh, Lance Weber, and uh, he's going to be asking the right questions and uh, hopefully get that bail reduced. Uh, I don't know if you guys covered this earlier in the show, but uh, Judge Burke said that uh, the, he asked uh, Rich if a $1,000 bail would be appropriate, and so Rich lifts up his <laughs> chained arms, or actually I think it was his legs, and said, if you're happy and you know it, uh, shake your chain. And so then Burke uh, raised it to five thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Which <laughs> but, is, uh, uh, you know, what? <laughs> it's uh, he was he was given common law contempt, and there's nothing contemptuous. No, he was threatened with it. He was threatened with it. Oh, was he threatened? As with I understand it, it. Um, there's the, the, the idea that he uh, quintuples his uh, bail over that. I mean, it's not like he said, uh, you know, I am in contempt of this court and you and everybody else out there. He just said, if you're happy and you know it, shake your chains. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, is is a thousand dollars bail good with you no <laughs> it's not a good with me to give a, to pay a thousand dollars to be free i well, i don't know rich, i mean what else was the guy supposed to say i guess it was hilarious well yeah you got to give him points for that right. and it, so anyway points I, for being funny. I, 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 I know five thousand dollars is a lot of money to ask but we hopefully are going to get that reduced who knows um but at the very least that fund we, we call it the free rich paul fund because even if it doesn't go to bailing the, the man out, it can go to his legal defense uh, or whatnot. We also want to uh, extend support to the uh, the seven people that were arrested yesterday. I've contacted uh, all of them and just told them, let, let, let us know what Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund can do for you guys. So uh, if anybody wants to uh, help out, then go to cdevolution.org. It's fantastic. CDEvolution.org. And of course, you could see Yeah, CDEvolution.org is not funded by some rich old libertarian that's uh, taking you know care of all the rich old libertarians. Right. Please, please, taking please, care of all please. the civil disobedient activists out here. It is, uh, it's a fund that's, that's funded by people who believe in this. And, uh, you know, mostly our donations are small ones, uh, two and three digits. So if you can make your two and three digit uh, donation, then, you know, that'd be appreciated. Also, you can buy it. Uh, newegg.freetalklive.com if you're buying computer equipment mm-hmm. and a certain percentage of your purchase goes to the CD Evolution Fund. That is all org. So anything else you want to share tonight, Jason? Nope, just that they support Rich and the uh, other people that were arrested yesterday. They can uh, vote with their pocketbooks at cdevolution.org. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. cdevolution.org for more and to get involved. 800-259-9231. This is one of the great ways for people who aren't here in New Hampshire to really be able to help out with the activism that you're hearing so much about on this program and on the blogs and, and across the Internet. So good way to get involved without actually having to put your boots on the ground. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian, Pete, and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. 
Com and uh, you can enjoy features like our live streams, uh, broadband dial-up version. We've got them both, plus our webcam listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Plus, we are now available on free-to-air satellite radio. Uh, so get the details on that over at listen.freetalklive.com. And, of course, uh, we've got 81 radio stations across the country as well for you to tune into. All right, 800-259-9231. Alex is in New Jersey on the amp lines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. What's on your mind tonight? I'm just a little concerned uh, with you, Ian, about the future of FTL if you go to jail. Uh, I know that the he show did go to jail. doesn't... <laughs> what? He did go to jail. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying if he goes to jail for a year or some crazy long amount of time for the misdemeanor charge of resisting arrest. Yeah, it's arrest. possible. I mean, each misdemeanor charge carries up to uh, up to an entire year in jail. Because I feel, like, I, I know that Mark is a big help on, uh, with the show and getting uh, affiliates and stuff like that, but I think that the, a lot of the show hinges on you being there, and I think that it is possible that you may lose a lot of affiliates by going to jail and not being here. Uh, I yeah, know that's that a, I, you know, I suppose that's a possibility. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't, I, I don't no, know how. I, yeah, I don't think that the probable it is. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Ian is the linchpin that keeps the affiliates uh, broadcasting uh, Free Talk Live. I if, think he's I the may, linchpin the, the that, that does so much of the work around. He is he's, he's the workhorse it's, of Free Talk Live. Well, it's likely that the affiliate growth will certainly slow. I mean, it's because then you won't have me making phone calls every day to, to talk to radio stations. That's right, the and you put, why we're growing. you put the, the show up for podcast and do uh, so much of the technical stuff. Well, the technical I, stuff can get covered, but there's nobody that's going to come in here and make those phone calls to the radio station. But who, who's as charismatic as Ian? I'm sure there are plenty Ian of I'm not very charismatic. Who are we talking uh, about here? I'm sure there are plenty I of people am? that can handle the on-air tasks. I think the on-air tasks can be handled. I think that uh, that the technical tasks can be handled. We're training people for that. People are, you know, as we speak on Sundays, they're learning how to handle the the, the aspects of uh, doing the show. Do they have the uh, the ten years uh, plus of radio experience under their belt, or twelve years, I guess now? That I've been doing this uh, under their belt. No, they don't. But that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll get by. Uh, is, does that mean that uh, some stations might hear that the show has changed tone a little bit and decide to take it off the air? I don't know how likely that is. I mean, it's possible, but is it probable? Because most radio stations that carry the show carry it on Saturdays only. They don't take the weekday show. Yeah, there's about 30 that take the weekday show versus about 80 that take the weekend show. And, and the way the radio business works is at least the syndicated world of radio is that once you get a show on unless there's a real significant reason to take it off the air like they say something offensive or stupid you know insult an advertiser or do something that is really offensive to the the radio station as long as the station perceives that the show isn't costing them money if it's making them money then they're definitely going to keep it on if it's not costing them any money then they're going to keep it on because free talk live is the only live general interest radio show on saturday nights across America. America in the right. world of syndicated radio. And I'd like to point out that uh, Free Talk Live is, is billed as a general interest radio show, but you'll notice that this evening um, it has been about an hour and a half so far of talking about one incident that occurred yesterday in Keene, New Hampshire. And if Ian does go to jail, there'll probably be less of that. I'm sure I'll report on the civil disobedience aspects of what's going on, but I like the talking about national uh, stories and looking at them from a libertarian uh, standpoint. Well, I've been pretty impressed, uh, I guess, with the amount of uh, training y'all have been doing about bringing new people up to speed and introducing them because, you know, when I used to work at uh, another place, my supervisor would always say, like, what's the hit by the bus? 
you know, uh, safety mechanism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, not that you die if you get hit by a bus, but if you're in, in the hospital and you can't, if you can't work, like, have you properly documented your processes, trained people in to replace you if need be? And I think you guys, you're doing a good job. I see, uh, you know, both with the Sunday show and then teaching people all the technical behind-the-scenes stuff. So. Yeah, it's not as far as along as I'd like sure. it to be because there's still a lot of tech stuff that hasn't been taught, but getting the basic show hosting stuff taken care of and putting the archives up and getting the most important aspects taken care of and getting multiple people trained on on you know, essentially duplicate and working on duplicating myself. So, yeah, I, I mean, clearly things are going to clearly things are going to change there. If Live became like the Sunday show every day of the week, I don't think I'd listen as much. Mm. Maybe well, it's just because the people don't have as much experience and that can be gained through time, but I definitely I'm very concerned for the show if you were to go to jail, Ian. Yeah, well, I appreciate the concern, and there's not much you can do about Alex, it, Alex, right? I haven't been on a single one of these, uh, these these Sunday shows yet, right? No. Okay. Right. Yeah, I appreciate, okay, the, yeah, I, I appreciate the concern, and uh, clearly there are people that don't want me to go to jail, and I don't think anyone wants me to go to jail. Maybe some people do. Certainly some of the angry people in Keene uh, would like to see me go to jail. There's days I feel that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what am I going to do, Alex? I'm not going to stop uh, standing up for what's right. And so I guess if you don't want me to go to jail, maybe you and everybody else that doesn't want that to happen should move to Keene and help us uh, set this place free. <laughs> Well, so, you know I'm working on that. So Okay, very good. And in the meantime, if I have to go to jail, that's what I have to do. Uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You know, if anything happens, maybe the opposite will be the case. Maybe uh, Ian Freeman being put in jail will become a, a news story within the industry, help us uh, generate some more buzz around the show and result in, right. you know, maybe an influx of stations will come in even without me making a single phone call to him. Who knows how it would end up playing out? Just like the last time when the couch didn't get uh, discarded, uh, they all fell in line. Well, I was only there for a weekend, Mark, so it really wasn't an ongoing thing. It was like a one-time... Well, there, what, were there only two shows recorded? Well, Friday and Saturday night was the only two that I think so. were missed, because there was no Sunday show at that time, and I'm not on the Sunday show anyway, so... You know what can you do, right? I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop advocating civil disobedience, and I don't try to necessarily get myself arrested a whole lot. But so I did everybody say, go to freekeen.com, watch that video, and tell me that Ian didn't try to get arrested. Well, that time I had made the decision that yes, the next time the police, wherever it was that I was, were harassing somebody who was an innocent person, that I would put myself in front of the the police car. I made that promise to myself. So yeah, in that case, I did the, decide to do something that would likely get me arrested because I wanted to I wanted to do what was right in that case. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the police kidnapping people, and and I talk about these things on the air. So I'm going to set the example. If I want people to duplicate what I'm doing uh, or to uh, to emulate the things they hear on uh, on these airwaves, then I have to do it myself. Show them what it's like. Take the risk. That's how you risk feel. I don't know that it's necessarily reward. true. Risk equals reward. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go unscreened. Oh, that's what we get for unscreening that one. <laughs> so, uh, so there you have it. Uh, it's impossible to predict what would occur in a, in a situation like that. As far as on air, as far as how many stations will come or go, and I don't see any reason to get all upset or worried about it. What comes, comes. Yeah, ultimately we shouldn't uh, bash Ian or whoever else who decides like where their line in the sand is. As long as they're being peaceful, we should, you know, the fact that he was arrested and locked up yesterday is not so much his decision as the actions of these people with pieces of metal on their costume who decide to put him in a cage based on some dictate someone else tells him, you know, they and they feel absolved for it, but... In, 
it's them who are in fact responsible. So it's not we shouldn't be bashing Ian or the other folks. It's no real. I, it's no real. It, I don't think anybody's bashing him. I think he, no, people are talking worried. to him about uh, about reality, and, sure. and reality is, is you know that <laughs> you know Ian's the uh, main voice on this show. All right, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls about what you want. Speaking of jail, uh, I haven't gotten to the part of the story where I actually went to jail last night. tell you why. Uh, some people were let out, but I was held back. I'll explain that here in a little bit. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Pete and Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts there's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all. It's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The, the uh, Free State Project is a project I would like to suggest you take a look at. If you love the idea of being free, that is, if you're willing to actually do something about it, well, we moved across the country in order to join with others who believe the same way, with hundreds of others who have taken the time and effort to also move across the country, in some cases from around the world, here to New Hampshire in order to get active for freedom. Now, people are doing that in different ways. Some people, as we've been discussing tonight, are doing civil disobedience, making a a splash in the media and uh, across the liberty movement, spreading the word about this amazing non-cooperation civil disobedience movement going on here. Of course, a lot of media is being created, uh, Free Talk Live, blogs, stuff like Liberty on Tour, which is going to be very heavily media-based, libertyontour.com, Obscured Truth, Great videos over there. So video, audio, blogs, we do it all here in New Hampshire, and we're getting the word out about this movement, bringing more people on board. So if that sounds exciting to you, if it sounds like a cool idea to be around hundreds of other like-minded people, in fact, thousands soon, because over 10,000 have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. We're working to get to 20,000. You could be one of those 20,000. Go to freestateproject.org and get on board. As we go to your phone calls, David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi. Um, I was just going to ask y'all, I did see the videos on the, uh, free, um, free keen website. Yes, sir. And I saw, uh, officer sergeant, I think his name was, was the one that rested Ian. Yeah. I wasn't going to name him, uh, on the air here tonight, but yes, oh, uh, B- Bill, Bill Sargent uh, was the guy. And we, we'd had a nice conversation in the past, but he's upset at me now because he thinks I was up on, uh, one of the police prosecutors front porches, uh, bothering his family, which is not true. Um, but, you know, I understand the misunderstanding. Yeah. Well, I've never had a, He's been okay. I've had problems with another, uh, one or two other ones. There's a guy named Tenny. 
I don't like him. Well, there's always bad cops in uh, in any t- any town. I'm not saying that either of them are bad. I'm just saying that people always have problems with different cops. And and, and I, I asked him later on when I was in the the police booking area, did you have a bad day? I mean, what you seem a little upset. Uh, did you have a tough day? And he said that he did. That he did have a tough yeah. day, uh, but he still didn't want to talk to me. Sure. Right. I, I've I've been on. He's been on. I've. I've not had a problem. I offered him a hug this morning, by the way. Oh, gosh, really? Yeah, he wouldn't even shake shake my hand. He's a big guy. That's okay. um, Yeah, he was the most uh, easygoing on Wes, who he uh, helped pick up and uh, put in a squad car yesterday either. He's not one of the new ones. I've found that the younger ones, uh, uh, for me, uh, they've been, as as has been noted on on a few occasions, that um, the ones that... uh, get further up are the ones that are the more corrupt so you're saying you think the younger ones are are better cops Uh, to me to me they are to me they're they're less corrupted it's interesting that you say that to me that that's that's the way a lot of cops would a lot of people would say the reverse about their uh, their local police department that the older guys are a little more uh you know chilled out uh whereas the younger guys are the more skinhead kind of angry uh, young, fresh out of uh, boot camp kind of uh, mentality. So I think that it just all depends on where you live and what your experience has been. Yeah, I think it, a lot de- depends too on the environment of the department itself. I think like it depends what sort on of a great deal the management on management sets. If they like, like I had, a, I went to uh, school with a guy who was a cop in Omaha, and, and his uh, he later uh, complained to Internal Affairs about a couple of his colleagues, and uh, one of them who was also a wrestler sometimes with uh, or a fighter with UHF and. Uh, you know, he said it was known if, if that guy was responding that he was going to appear at a call that that guy was going to probably assault somebody. And he said at one point he he showed up at a a scene and the guy was had a had somebody in handcuffs and he was punching him. So he said he thought my friend said he thought if he st- kind of got in between and said all right, all right, and picked the guy up and started bringing him to the squad car, his, the colleague would stop, but he didn't. He just continued to assault this guy in handcuffs so you know he went to ia and and the whole department essentially turned against him and it's just turned against the guy that went to ia right the guy who right. said hey this is a corrupt cop or he's he's heavy-handed and so this they were is, protecting the corrupt right guy. and this is exactly the kind of thing like it, you know you said uh there's a joke like don't let the 99 bad cops give the one good cop a, a you know a bad name or something but I mean, in reality, like in a, if these if this good or service were provided by the private market, uh, these if I employed these folks, I would have an incentive to hire people who would de-escalate situations and who mm-hmm. could talk people down, not people who would go in there heavy-handed and and you know probably get us lawsuits and and put us out of business. David, any other thoughts? I was just going to say, I'm glad I'm glad to find you on the radio station tonight. Oh, um, cool. I don't yeah, know I how often that, that happens, but I heard rumor that the the local uh, pirate uh, station has come uh, back on board. I don't know how often, how long they're going to be on, or what they're they're going to do. But uh, word got they're to way me down the dial on like 108, right down by way down. You know, they used to be at 107.5. They're not there right now. That must be what it is. Okay. I don't know exactly, but it's, very good. Yeah, way down at the other. Hey, end, thanks, David. So. Glad you found it, and thanks for the call tonight. Always nice to uh, to hear from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, I give the Keene Keen Police credit. I think that uh, they're, they're a cut above the average police department. But they still suffer from the same things you're talking about, Pete, where they're just not accountable. No police department is accountable because they're all funded through tax uh, dollars. And this is one of the topics I was discussing with the officers last night as I was back in the, the booking area. We were covering different aspects of you know, the voluntary uh, society and, and, you know, how things would be organized. You know, I had to clarify for them that it doesn't mean they'd be volunteering for the police. It means they would get a paycheck. It's just that the paychecks would be delivered based on people paying on a voluntary basis. 
in that uh, people would be paying for services that they're interested in. So they'd actually have to be serving their customers with what they're they're looking for and protecting people instead of going around enforcing these stupid laws that the politicians create. So let's hear about what jail was like last night. I'd hate to have to continue this oh, discussion like, on uh, tomorrow. Jail, well, I mean, jail in, in Keene, New Hampshire, it's uh, it's not so bad. I, there's a brand new jail. I mean, yeah. it wasn't so bad when Real they were happy. I got to pay for that uh, little spa resort for you. Yeah, uh, it really is. It's like Club Med uh, for jails. And, and obviously, if you've been in jail, then you may have some idea of what I'm talking about. If you haven't been in jail, then you're not going to think it's Club Med. <laughs> but it's a step up from what they used to have here in town, which was an old jail built in like 1970. It's a brand new facility. They've got like in the the recreation area, not recreation areas. They they have uh, recreation areas, but in in the uh, the cell blocks, if you want to call them that, they have large day room, and the cells are organized around the outside of it, so people can just kind of leave their cell and go down into the day room. They can watch uh, television, which I'm sure is very pacifying uh, for the prisoners. They uh, there's a microwave in there. Uh, there's the tables that they have. There are games like checkers and chess and things like that built into the table. So you just add the pieces. You add the pieces, but the boards themselves and even uh, some of the rules. There's like a solitaire game that you play with Chinese checkers or something like that, and that's that's on the the table. Aren't Chinese checkers marbles? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm telling you correctly, Mark. I only had a a little while to observe. I wasn't there very long time, thankfully. Let's hope you don't go back. Yeah, well, uh, it's. I don't know what's going to happen, right. but uh, but nonetheless, uh, so so yeah, so I was with the, the with the cops, and we were in the back of the police station. So this is before the jail, and so the bail commissioner shows up, and right before then, they brought out these pieces of paper and they put them up on the counter for all four of us uh, to uh, to look at and, and to sign. And basically, it says that I request the services of the bail commissioner, and I agree that I will pay forty dollars, and if I can't pay now, I will have the opportunity to pay later. And uh, we were all talking, I and mean, all of us were together. So we were talking about this and what this means, and you know what we should do. And, and so we were all kind of consulting with one another, which was kind of a cool thing. And uh, basically, the idea was that we, they were trying to get us, co- coerce us into signing this piece of paper, consenting to the, the right. bail commission. We'll let you go if you sign this piece of paper and give this guy forty dollars. So I said, "Look, this is a really strange setup that I hope is only uh, unique to New Hampshire. I suspect it's not, but this is really weird that you give the you give the bail commissioner guy, who, the guy who comes in and sort of arranges your bail, not the not a bail bondsman, but you give him like this tip." It's That's weird. pretty much what it is. Yeah, you're paying his his salary basically. Right, but I've heard you don't have to pay. That's correct. Uh, over at, you, you don't have to pay at all. But that's what I've not. heard at freeking.com. Brad Jardis's first uh, blog post was about how justice services are supposed to be free, at least according to the New Hampshire Constitution, and so therefore you don't have to pay for the stuff. And so uh, last night I signed the paper, but I wrote under duress, and we'll tell you what happened when the bail commissioner showed up. Boy, was he ornery. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain enough time for your call. Make it now. 800-259-9231. Uh, joining you this evening, it's Ian. Pete. And Mark. Pete is here from LibertyOnTour.com. Our website's FreeTalkLive.com. You can enjoy the features there for free. 
And if you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Actually, a few percentages, uh, 7 or 8%. And you can do that over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. It's still the same Amazon. Still the same great prices that you're used to. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of new items. I actually just used it myself. My folks oh, gave cool. me a gift certificate for my birthday. I turned 30 a couple weeks ago, and uh, I... I was checking some stuff out and went ahead and did the free talk live. Route. It's a good habit to get into, yeah. and you got me wondering, Pete. I wonder if you can use it when you do the gift certificate, or if you can only use it when buying the gift certificate. Hard to say. Uh, but either way, it's a good habit to get sure. into if you're going to Amazon. Maybe just go to you can count it twice. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, Amazon.freetalklive.com is uh, the place to go. And whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, if you're going to put up a website. You let the experts at HostGator.com host you. They're a worldwide leader when it comes to web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. If you want a .com, .org, .anything, it's HostGator.com. If you use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, you get a first month completely free at HostGator.com. So uh, just telling you a little bit more of the story of what happened to me last night as I went to jail for an evening uh, waiting an arraignment in the morning because I would not – I was unable to uh, to bail out. Now, I wouldn't pay bail. I'm not interested in doing that. Uh, but they were the cops were going to recommend a PR bail, which means personal recognizance, meaning they know who I am. They know I'm going to show up at the court, so let me out. That's pretty much it. That's the point behind bail, right? If you think somebody's a flight risk, for some reason charging them a bunch of money somehow lessens their flight risk or whatever. I think it's kind of silly. Uh, but nonetheless, that's the point behind setting bail for somebody. You kind of assess how likely they are to show up. And so they have this process in New Hampshire where this bail commissioner comes down. He supposedly looks at the situation and then assesses the bail. Now, it's not on everything. So if it's like a violation or something small time, they don't call this guy out. The police can set that one on their own. But if it's, I think, a misdemeanor or above, they have to call this bail commissioner in. And they handed me this form that said, well, I consent to this and da-da-da-da. And so basically and this guy, by the way, just rubber stamps everything. So why not let the cops just do it? This that's is, what I, don't I thought, understand. right? That's, that's what I thought, that this is like his job to just come down and do his job and get somebody out on, on bail. But it's not like that, apparently. He sure seemed not to like his job. He oh, wasn't man. smiling at all when I He saw was him. a grumpy Gus. <laughs> and so we're in there, and they give us this, these pieces of paper. And I say, all right, fine. I'll sign your piece of paper, but I'm not consenting to it. I'm doing it under duress because you're threatening me with a night in jail if I don't do it. That's why I'm signing this. So I wrote under duress, signed it. And then they flip the document over, and there's this lengthy questionnaire on the back about everything from uh, where you live to where you work to how long you've worked there to where you used to work to uh, where you know how long you've lived where you live and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like this lengthy thing that just filled the page. And I said, I'm not going to fill that out. You, you guys, you know who I am, first of all, uh, and I'm not going to fill all this personal information it's out. It's probably just crib from the uh, census form or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had none of the info. They, had no, they didn't have the sure. info. Uh, they wanted me to give it up to them. And so some of the guys that were there did fill out the form after much debate uh, because they wanted, to get, they wanted to get out. And so this guy shows up and he deals with a couple of the, the folks that were back there. And then I'm the third of the fourth people and the fourth, four people back there to, to go up and deal with him. And so I, I slide him the form. I slide him the, with a filled out side where I just checked the box and signed it under duress. He turns it over and says, you're going to need 
you're going to need to give me this information. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you some, some identifying information here. I understand you, you got to set the bail. And so I gave him my uh, name and, and address, which is info they already have. The government people already have this. I've already been in their system, charged and you know found guilty of things. So I gave him that info and I slid it back to him. So I filled out basically the top fourth of the information. I stopped with the employer, employer stuff. And he looks at it and he says, that's not good enough. I need to know where you work. And I said, well, I, I'm self-employed. And he says, well, have you ever worked? <laughs> you know, like the suggestion being that I'm some sort of shiftless loser who uh, was just telling him that I was self-employed, you know, to just to, to F with him or something like that. And so I look at him and, and I, I say, yeah. I say, yeah. And he says, well, where did you used to work? And I said, I'm sorry. I just don't see what this has to do with whether or not I'm going to go to court. I just don't understand why telling you that I used to work at Kmart in Sarasota, Florida, or for Clear Channel is going to have any bearing on whether or not uh, I am allowed out of this jail cell or whether or not I'm going to show up at a courtroom. And I think it's absolutely ludicrous. So, it is that. Yeah. So this guy – oh, and by the way, when I sat down to talk to him, I said, hi, what's your name? It was being very nice uh, nice with him. And, of course, we're through this plexiglass window thing. He doesn't even have real human contact with you. Uh, and I said, hi, what's your name? And he totally ignores me and just starts asking questions. So this dude wants all this personal information about me, but he won't even give me his name. Right. And so, uh, so that was it for that. I walked away from that at this point. I said, oh, fine, I'll just revoke this. And I wrote revoked on the front side of the, the piece of paper and, and then uh, you know, walked away. And the, 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 finally, the last person that was arrested went in to deal with him. They did their thing. And I was talking with the cops the whole time about you know, freedom and voluntary association and all that. And then after the, the, the last person walked away, the guy's still sitting there. And so I went back over to try to renegotiate with him, right? And so as I'm going to sit down with him for the second time, I say, so what's your name? And you know, I asked him the same question again, and that was it for him, man. That pissed him off, and he said, <laughs> "He said that's it. I'm out of here. Enjoy your night." And he turns around uh, and storms out. Yeah, he sure did. We were in the lobby, and he just the door flew open. We saw him, like you know, his head down. He just trucking out of there, and I didn't know what was going on. But I was like, "Hey, like have a good one." You know, I just didn't know who he was. I assumed he was with. Wasn't he really nervous when he came in, too? I heard that he was trying to get in because they've got all the locked doors. You have to have the RFID tag to get in at the police station, and he doesn't have that. He's got to get buzzed buzzed in by the the dispatcher, and I guess he didn't get to the door the amount of time or something. Like He was shaking, like trying to open the door because it was a room full of peaceful activists there. a lot of peaceful people. Yeah. (laughs) They might might infect his mind. Uh, So he storms off, and at that point, I'm, I'm going to jail. So they load me up into the cop car, and on the way out to jail, this, the same cop that arrested me, he was driving like a madman. I mean, he had the first of all, I said, I started talking to him again, and like as soon as I said a sentence to him, he cranks the audio up on the, <laughs> right? the speakers and like starts playing some music yeah. from the radio. And so clearly that meant he didn't want to talk to me. So I stopped talking to him. I'm not going to talk to you if you don't want to, if you don't want to have a conversation. But then in a no-passing zone, in a two-lane road, one lane going one way, one going the other way, in a no-passing zone, he flips his lights on uh. as though there's some emergency and guns it around this car with another car coming fairly close in a what is a no-passing zone. I mean, the guy's taking crazy risks uh, for no reason whatsoever. What is it an emergency He's to get me to the jail? He's a cop and you're not. 
So he runs all the way to the jail with the lights on the whole time. They take me to the jail. I spent the night there. The jail staff is courteous and nice as uh, as they usually are. It's a good staff. Rick Van Wickler uh, runs the facility. He's a law enforcement against prohibition speaker. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's running. He's a, a bureaucrat with a job that in, inevitably means he's doing inhumane things to people that don't deserve it. But on the other hand, he does his best, from what I can tell, to run as humane a facility within those circumstances as uh, as he possibly can. So uh, the night in jail was was relatively uneventful. Uh, you know, they gave me a couple pillowcases, but didn't give me pillows. So I slept on a rolled up blanket uh, uh, during the night. There was no toilet paper in the cell. I mean, it's one of those things, right? Yeah. You're in jail. That's the kind of stuff that you, uh, that you get. So uh, I had some breakfast the next morning, got up at like 6 a.m., uh, and was you know taken out to the to the, the courthouse. We sat in some really crappy cells in the basically the basement or not the basement but like the first floor, like the secret area of the the courthouse. Sat in there for a while, came up and and I think uh, Adam from Liberty on Tour recorded the arraignments this morning. I don't know when those those will go online, but you know, you'll get to hear Rich Paul make his joke in front of uh, Burke, which is worth the, the price of admission. Yeah, it was good. And the other, uh, the other thing that got a laugh out of for me for, uh, from Rich's statements was, uh, oh, you got kicked out of the court this morning. Yeah, the judge uh, Burke asked him if, uh, you know, he, he described the terms and stuff, and he said, "Are these some things you can agree with?" Essentially saying, "Don't get arrested in, in, over this given period of time." And Rich was like, "I don't know." He said, "Like he said, there's so many laws, you guys. Are, like <laughs> there's thousands of laws, and like people break them all the time. You break them, and I break them." And you know, he just was hammering this point home. So I just clapped a little bit and. Uh, you know, I got a dirty look from one of the the bailiff guys, but the uh, the judge said, "Get him out of here," and that was it. So, <laughs> yeah, they were like screwing with you guys this morning, from oh, what yeah. I understand. Yeah, it was ridiculous. They didn't want me, want want me to walk in with my chain wallet. You know, like, come on, guys, I'm peaceful. You might try to strangle somebody with right? it. Or you something. know, and yeah. and to show how they can be petty in the uh, in in dealing with people. Um, another one of the the activists that was uh, arrested, um, she wasn't given a feminine hygiene product, and. That's a mess. Oh my That's a God. terrible, terrible thing to do to somebody. And it's petty. You know in that new billion-dollar jail she or whatever they've got the there, they've, they, they've got to have something. At the police station? So you'd think. How many, how many women do they arrest, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good I mean, question. They, they have these in, in airport bathrooms. That would be a question for the police chief uh, yep. to, to call him up and to, to talk to the, to the police chief here in town and say, look, this is what happened to a young lady that was in the care of your officers, and do you even have this? And if you don't, what's it going to take to uh, to get you that? Yep. There's no reason they couldn't put that in some sort of a storage closet. I absolutely agree. So that's the story. There's more developing. Yeah, they we'll they, they you probably have it. They just do want to give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> See you uh, tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And thanks for all your support while I was in. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com.